I'm going to say two words to you, Mr. Duke, and I want you to say the first thing that comes to your mind, okay? Okay. You ready? Shoot. Jason Voorhees. Well, that makes me think of a little girl in a pink dress sticking a hot dog through a donut. And welcome to the Ancient Slumber Podcast, show number 34. My name is Chris Ward, internet extraordinaire. Not really. And today I'm talking to Myron Schmidt. How you doing, Myron? Good, good. I just graduated from the School of Mystical Arts. I'm now a doctor. <laughs> and I am training to be a reverend. <laughs> right. Or irrelevant, one of them. Right. Oh, Doctor of Mystical Arts. <laughs> oh, my God. You've been watching Tiger King, haven't you? Yes, I have. I thought I'd heard everything. <laughs> when it comes to your country, you've never heard everything. <laughs> what, what exactly is a mystical art, Chris? I mean, what, what is it? Um, <laughs> it's like waving your hands around and speaking in tongues. <laughs> there you go. You've got your right. doctor in mystical art. <laughs> God help me. Oh, you know, it's no wonder we're an embarrassment to the world. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just, I'm, I mean, I'm just saying. I don't wish to be horrible, but it's not only now you're an embarrassment to the world. It's been going on for quite a while. I know it is. I know. <laughs> <laughs> we are just... Oh. Don't worry, we're, we're catching you up. Yes, yes, you are. Yes, got, the world is in a very strange place. It is, it is. We've got two world leaders that are just complete... <laughs> I got, I got nothing. Morons, <laughs> I think, is the word you're looking for. Yes, morons. Yes, and there's probably many more around the world who are catching them up as well. Correct, correct. <laughs> uh, the, the problem is, is Boris should have inhaled Lysol, he would have been fine. <laughs> he probably That's... has. That's what got, how do he get that hair? <laughs> he gets it from the same place our president gets his spray tan. <laughs> <laughs> well, at least Boris hasn't gone down that road. <laughs> God, he would look like an Oompa Loompa, wouldn't he? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we'd have dueling Ooplelopers. <laughs> oh dear, show number 34, what are we doing today? Today we are finishing up Freddy vs. Jason. I mean, the, right, the Freddy series. It's the Jason series. We've done Freddy, we did Freddy years ago. Well, we did Jason years ago, to be honest, but we're finishing that off. <laughs> we are doing the final four movies in the Friday the 13th series. Now, what did I just say about Americans being morons about five minutes ago? Look at me. Look at me just holding up that crown. You've just proved it to the world. <laughs> right. Well, I say the world, the three people that listen to us. Yeah, maybe four. Maybe four. Maybe four. four. We'll get four. to that later. Yes. Yep. yep. So, uh, yeah, it's show number 34. This is twice in the same year we've recorded. So we're now officially more prolific than Gore Blimey, which is good. <laughs> We've put out more shows yeah. than him this year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, bloody hell. It's been a long time since we've done a proper show. 
it all, is. Our, all our little segments that we do. So yeah, we're going to do the final four Friday films. I'll try and say that as a tongue twister again. The final four Friday films. One with Freddy. Lots of F's in there. There will be lots of F's as well as we go through this. Yes. It's been two years in the making, this show. So undoubtedly it won't be as good as the anticipation built it up to be. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> but never mind. We'll crack on. Yes, we started this in... Did we start this in 2017 or 2018, the Jason stuff? 2018, I think. 2018, bloody hell. Yeah, yeah, no kidding. But now, hey, look, we're back now. We're, yeah, we this are. Is, like you said, twice in a year. Yeah. Now we just got to increase the frequency to about every two or three weeks. Every two weeks. Every couple of weeks, hopefully. Yeah, yeah. Because we got a lot of movies to catch up on. We have. We have. A lot of movies. A lot. Yeah, you'd think with all this spare time, we'd be watching more. Well, I've been working, so I don't get that much more spare time. But right, right, and I've we've been doing a lot of work in ourselves. So, is your shop still open? No, that's closed. But we do. Um, we're doing like uh, some takeaway sometimes. We do. Uh, oh. We do a lot of like live sales and a lot of website stuff, and we've been doing making masks and things like that. Oh, cool. Okay. Yeah. So it's a shame you're closed because I had I had a little challenge for some of our listeners, but um, I'll come back to that another time. All right. All right. All right. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I like I, like, I like I like the sound of that. <laughs> Hang on. Do I have to take my pants on or off? Uh, well, that is entirely up to you. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. Now, when your shop's back up and running, I have a little challenge for our listeners. Okay. <laughs> cool. Cool. Which may or may not get me into trouble. But there we go. Now. I'm in another country. What are you going to do? Fly over. Well, uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. You're right. That's the one good thing about uh, being in a lockdown is you can't do anything. To it. <laughs> you can That's insult correct. people online and then you can't go around and chase them because you're not allowed out. Right. Right. <laughs> right then. What we've been buying. What we've been buying. As we are on lockdown, it may be a silly question, but have you bought anything recently? You know, I, I really, I have only a couple of things. Okay. I mean, it's, you know, when you're, when your, you know, main source of money is shut off and you're in lockdown, you don't really spend a whole lot. No. Um, I did. Um, I bought, as Chris so eloquently pointed out on our last show, that there's some additional Leprechaun movies. So I went out and bought that. Oh, Leprechaun Returns. Yes. 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 I- we'll, we'll talk about that later. And I bought, okay. um, have you heard of the Banana Splits movie? Do you have that over there? I own it, yes. Okay, okay, we'll talk about that as well. <laughs> I uh, wonder which segment there we're going to hear out them in. <laughs> you probably can guess. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure you can guess. I, I think so. Does it does say I I paid a fiver for it and I think I overpaid. Um. Uh, well, yeah. Actually, I paid a fiver for Banana Splits movie as well. I did, yeah. I don't know yeah. what the exchange rate is at the moment. I think the pound's about the same as the dollar at the moment. So I th- I think so. Did you ever watch Banana Split Show as a kid? Or was that just an American one? I don't remember it. I, mean, I know people that did watch it. Okay. But I think yeah. I was maybe a year or two too young. Okay, gotcha. Or gotcha. I don't remember it being on. But um, I think I think my sister remembers it. And I'm, I know friends of mine have remembered it. So it was on. I didn't know if it was strictly an American show or it made its way across the park. No, no, it's definitely, but it was definitely shown over here. So I just think I was about a year out, year too young for it. Well, what have you bought? Have you bought anything? I haven't bought that much, but what I did buy one thing which sort of cleared out the old piggy bank a little bit. I bought the new Star Wars 4K box set. Who? Who? 27 discs. I am so jealous. 
Uh, <laughs> I am so jealous. Yeah, I got it. I pre-ordered it when it was first announced, so I got it at a slightly discounted price than what it's going for now. 27 discs of Star Wars. Nice. It is. Uh, well, you say that, but remember, some of those discs involve Attack of the Clones, so it's not all good. So did you get, like, the cartoon series and all of that? No, no, no. You, what you get is the nine main films okay. on 4K. Yep. Then you get the same nine films on Blu-ray. Okay. And then you get a, a bonus disc for each film with extras. Wow, it still sounds like a pretty sweet set. I it is a very nice set. Um, I've watched the first five films going okay. in going in um, story order. So I've watched the first five films. So me and my son are watching Return of the Jedi tonight, which okay. I'm looking forward to. So far in 4K, they look pretty damn sweet. Now, do you have a 4K player and a 4K TV? Or? Well, yes. Otherwise, I wouldn't be able to watch them. That's kind of what I was asking. <laughs> Otherwise, it would be pointless me talking about them. Yes, yes, it would be because you'd just be watching them as we've all seen them. But answer me this. Why is it, why do they sell 4K films with a Blu-ray as well? I think what they tried to do is get everybody to buy the 4K discs. So they threw a Blu-ray in there. It just seems a bit odd to me that you'd buy the 4K disc, yeah. which, and, but then your 4K player can play normal Blu-rays anyway. So it's just a bit... I don't know why. I would have said a 4K and maybe a DVD would have been more beneficial. Right, right, right. So, so the, the, I'm trying to think. The one with the Ewoks in it. Return of the Jedi. Yes, yes. yes. At the end, there is a holograph, hologram type of image. It shows Obi-Wan Kenobi, yes. a young, a young Darth Vader. Yes. What, on the, on the 4K disc, you've not seen it yet, I don't think, but no. watched it. Watch tonight. Who are they going to show as Darth Vader? It will be the younger one. God, you know I hate that. I know. I, I I can't. I wish it. I made me so mad when they went and re-edited that. I don't know why it was unjustified. What's even worse is in Return of the Jedi is in the Jabba's palace scene when they they changed the song. What? Have you not seen the special edition where they changed the song? No. And you've got like this Muppet Show blues number going on now. Oh boy. And it's just like, why? Why do you have to fuck with these things? Well, all I can say is if they ever decide to pull a Daryl Hannah on Princess Leia, we may have to storm Disney. I'd like to pull off over Daryl Hannah. Uh, no, no. Uh, yeah, yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, extending her hair. It didn't even look real. <laughs> of course not. Oh, boy. So, yeah, yeah that, was, that was my major purchase. Nice. That, that's, uh, that's awesome. I have also purchased, and I'm waiting for it to come through the post, a Spanish Blu-ray of Amityville 3. <laughs> of course you did. <laughs> because it's Amityville 3 on Blu-ray, and it was cheap. <laughs> I can't help it. It's a disease. I can't help yeah. it. <laughs> yeah, you, you you really surprised me. I, I this Somebody on Twitter does this pick four thing, you know, pick the best movie out of these four. <laughs> and I swear to God, you would have picked the Texas, Texas Chainsaw Massacre. To be honest, I still haven't come to a decision on that one yet. <laughs> really? Okay. I, do, okay. I, I know why you've said that, and yeah, my first instinct would have been, yeah, Texas Chainsaw Massacre, but I do love that 76 version of Carrie, and that's a yeah. film that I grew up with, and I saw it before I saw Texas Chainsaw Massacre, so there's a... Gotcha, that makes a lot of sense, that makes a lot of sense. So yeah, I'm still undecided. There's a few of that. They, is it Tommy Doyle who puts them out? Yeah, I believe so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, some of those ones he comes up with, you just I can't fucking decide! <laughs> Some of them are kind of hard, I admit. What was the other one you sent me over? It was The Thing, yeah. Lost Boys, The Shining, and... Oh, there was one more, wasn't there? Yeah, there was. 
I mean, right. for me, that's no contest, but... I mean, definitely not The Shining, obviously. Yeah, again, yeah. but it's like, yeah, I love The Thing, but I love The Lost Boys as well. And it's like, uh, I, I love The Thing more. That's super nostalgic for me. I saw it in a movie theater, it, you know. Golly. Yeah, but then I think I saw The Lost Boys first on video. Oh, nice. Gotcha. So, uh, yeah, it is one of those things... But you have to sit, if someone sort of put gun to your head and make say one, I probably would say. I mean, the thing is the better film, quote unquote, yes. better. Yes, yes. But yeah, but there we go. These these are decisions we have to make. Yes, yes, exactly. Oh dear. Well, that's all that thing. Say so we're not buying too much because we've got to got to watch those pennies. <laughs> right. He says, having just bought the 4K Star Wars set. Yeah. Right. 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 I'm not telling you what I paid for it. <laughs> I've got a pretty good idea. You know, the set that I'd like to find, but I know it's really expensive now, is the, what is it, the 50 Years of James Bond that came out a couple of years ago. Oh, I've got that. Do you? Yeah, the Blu-ray yes. set, yeah. Uh, I think I was given that as a birthday present a couple of years ago. Oh, nice, nice, nice. Yes, that is a very good set. I've been uh, saying that. I, I introduced my son to Goldfinger. What did he think of Goldfinger? Not, not personally. I mean, watching the film. <laughs> right. He loved it. He'd never seen any of the the older Bond films. He's only seen the Daniel Craig ones. And he might, I think he saw Man with the Golden Gun when he was younger. But uh, okay, so what did he think of Goldfinger? He loved it. He thought it was really good. He really liked Sean Connery. And uh, yeah, and I said, you know, this is the one where it set the template for the series going forward, sort of thing. So uh, yeah, he oh, enjoyed yeah. it. He enjoyed it. Yeah. So we are we're going to work our way. We're not going to do every Bond film. He doesn't want to watch all of them, but uh, we're going to watch the key ones. Well, the ones he doesn't want to watch, you want to tie him down and make him watch it. Well, I said to him, in order to appreciate the good ones, you've got to watch the rubbish ones as well. But uh... of, of course, you do. you got to sit through those. Hey, speaking of Goldfinger, didn't the actress who played Pussy Galore just pass away recently? She did on a Blackman, yes. Yeah. She was She was a beautiful woman, wasn't she? Yes, she was. Yes. Oh, yes. Yes, she was. And she was, like, super classy, too. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean they're all classy, but she was... They're all classy, but some of them wear a pointed bra a lot better than the others, didn't they? Yeah, yeah. She <laughs> seemed to carry herself a lot, a lot better. No, oh, she was. She was a very beautiful woman, and she's older than Sean Connery. Get out, really? If I'm not mistaken, there's only been two Bond girls, or I say Bond girls, Bond women, who are older than their respective Bonds. Honor Blackman being one, and Monica Bellucci being the other. Which, which, which one was Monica? And help me out. Spectre. Oh, okay, okay. I may be wrong. There may be one. There may be one more. Something's niggling at my brain that there may be one more. But uh, I know those two definite. Gotcha. Well, the other big news over here in terms of movies is uh, Fandango purchased Voodoo. Okay. Uh, it probably doesn't mean anything to you, but Voodoo was um, was owned by Walmart, yes. and it was fast becoming, you know, one of the premier, you know, digital sites for movies. And Fandango bought them, so. Oh, I've never heard of Fandango. I've got a Voodoo account. Yeah, I do too. I love it. Yeah, I did some little bit of computer trickery so I can watch certain things when I need to. Look at you. Look <laughs> at you get all... So you somehow trick the computer to think you're somewhere else. Huh? I, I cannot confirm or deny any of this. Gotcha, gotcha. No, I bought a um a box set, and it it was an American box set, but it was, it played over here on Blu-ray, and it had some digital copies. But you can't, because it's an American, you couldn't watch the digital copies over here. So I, Right. But if you trick the computer into thinking that you're in America, then you can. Okay, okay, nice. That, that nice. type of thing. So, yeah, I had to open a Voodoo account for that. But this is all hypothetical. 
Absolutely, yeah. If I if I were to do anything like that, then that's the way I would do it. Obviously, like OJ, right. you know, if I did do it, C- correct, correct. <laughs> but it's all hypothetical. Chris would never do anything like that. I would never advocate anything like that. No, <laughs> no, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> if you can do what you like. <laughs> I wonder if we could share. I wonder if could we share voodoo accounts? Uh, I, well, now you're asking. I don't know. Neither do I. That's not, to be honest, that's not very often a man asks me a question like that. <laughs> Says me, who's just been on Twitter to Gore Blimey, t- saying about uh, extended uncut versions of things, and he replied saying, I like it extended and uncut. <laughs> to which I replied, well, that's me out then. Make of that what you will. <laughs> I'd rather not. <laughs> Oh dear. Oh. Anyway, right, should we move on? Yeah, let's move on. Let's do, because first time in two years, let's do some good, some bad, and some ugly. <laughs> right then. All right. Have you got something good you want to tell us about? I, I do, I do. I I watched, uh, I watched a horror comedy, and it's okay. called Satanic Panic. Have you seen it? I have not. I I really really enjoyed it. I, I like a good horror comedy. It's it's kind of um it's a lot like uh Deathgasm. Yeah. And the movie called I think it's called Babysitter or The Babysitter. The Babysitter, Net- yes. Yeah, yeah, it's on Netflix. Um but this is just I mean it is it is over the top, you know, the group of suburban rich people try and, you know, bring a, you know, demon into the world it, it's just it's it's gun it's funny it's smartly shot it's it's good it got good acting yeah i didn't know what to expect i i actually had no expectation of it i heard it was good i didn't know anything about it and i just put it on and went oh this is going to be a comedy this is going to be funny and it turned out to be really good cool i did have it pre-ordered from arrow video and then when it came for release date they were suddenly out of stock and then about two months later, they were still out of stock. And I kept emailing them, when's it come? When's it come? Oh, it's out. So I just cancelled the order in the end. Really? I wonder what happened. Uh, I've no idea. But um, it, it's one I'll pick up. It's on my list to pick up when it's in the uh, next Arrow video sale. Gotcha. Gotcha. I will get get to it, yeah. Yeah, it, it's. I think you'll like it. I don't know. I still think my favourite my favorite horror comedy is Tucker and Dale vs. Evil. Oh, that is a good one. I, I don't know why. It's just, it's to me, it's funny, but... That that may get a mention later on, you know. Really? Yeah. All right, all right. I I wait. But anyway, Satanic Panic. If you haven't checked it out, it it's smart, funny, good, bloody horror comedy. And it made you laugh, did it? It made me laugh. Ah, well, that's that's good then. A lot of horror comedies don't make me laugh. <laughs> Just think, why? That that's correct. That's correct. Or make you laugh, and you're like, I don't know why I'm laughing. Yeah, I'm not laughing for the right reasons. Correct. <laughs> Okay. Right, my good in the section we call Good, Bad and Ugly is from 1966 and it is called The Good, The Bad and The Ugly. <laughs> really? So you, you've gone down the Spaghetti Western rabbit hole, huh? I'd never, ever seen it before. Rip Chris. Seriously? I know. I'm a big Clint Eastwood fan and I've seen all the other Spaghetti Westerns and I've never seen this one. I've owned it for about six years on DVD. It's just been in the drawer. And every time I've sort of gone to look at it, I've looked at the running time. It's like three hours long. And I've just thought, nah, can't do a three hour Western. <laughs> I know, right? 
And then uh, the other day I thought, fuck it, I'm going to put it on. And I sat and watched it and I fucking loved it. <laughs> why didn't I watch it sooner? Why, why didn't you? Well, because I'm an idiot. It, well, yes. So <laughs> mean, is yes. it like, what is it? A, is it a four? You, you caught that, huh? <laughs> is it a four or five star for you? It was a four. Four, okay. okay. I imagine if I'd seen it years ago and grown up with it and had the nostalgia with it, I might have gone more. But um, And it might go higher on subsequent watches or watch it again. Okay, okay. But it defi- definitely a solid four, yeah. Gotcha, gotcha. It's one of them th- cases where I've seen all the films that it's inspired and I've seen all the spoofs and all that, so I know I pretty much know the story and everything else. I just never sat and watched the whole thing before. Right, right. So, uh, yeah, that was it, really. I expect everybody out there seen it, so. Yeah, nice, nice. There you go. So give us a bad film that you've seen. Oh, God help me. Okay. So a bad film happens to be one of the ones I bought, uh, and it is the Banana Splits movie. I thought that was the way you were going. <laughs> I, honestly, I don't know, you know, I don't know where to start with this one. When it, when it came out, or when I saw the trailer, I was kind of excited. I thought, this is great. Then I'm watching it, and I'm like, okay, this is good so far. We're, we're there. Wait a minute. Spoiler alert. Fucking robots? Are you kidding me? Robots? That's where we're going? Out of all the avenues, all the avenues that horror movie could have taken. Fucking robots. Yeah. Oh my god, they just, it, it's almost like they, they just phoned it in from there. It was, oh, it went. I really oh. like the idea of it. I love the idea of taking like a kid's TV show and just making it into a, an 18 rated splat fest. Uh, right. I love here, that. I, here I thought it was going to be four guys pissed off that they're going to get sacked. And decide it's killing time. Yeah. And just go, at, go after people in the outfits. I can't wait for the X-rated version of Rainbow. <laughs> you won't even know what that means, but the British over here would love that. <laughs> Zippy and Bungle going mad. Oh, Jeff. Yeah, all that. Yeah. Oh, you all right? Have you had a stroke? Have you fallen? Hit your it's, head? It's a kid's TV show with a blatantly homosexual pink hippopotamus called George. <laughs> And a lemon-headed thing called Zippy. <laughs> and they did Zip- that. Oh, Zippy, oh, he just talks like this all the time. <laughs> like that. And then George, right, go, George always goes, oh, stupid, hippie. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a weird, yeah, don't worry. <laughs> but out of all, the, of, out of all the, the routes they could have taken, they went, they went robot. Yeah. Yeah, a bit of an anticlimax, really. Yeah. Yeah, big so, time. Some of the violence is good, though. It is, it is, it is. But yeah, I didn't really like it that much, to be honest. I can't remember what I scored it. I think about two, two and a half stars, I think, on Letterboxd. Right, right. It was, yeah, a nice idea, but I just think it was a little bit, yeah. They they had the idea and then just sort of made the first draft that they came up with. Oh, God, it was so bad, Chris, so bad. And I wanted to like it so much. I'm thinking this is going to be exciting, but, and they left it open for a sequel. We don't. We we didn't. We don't need a sequel. I don't think that'll happen. <laughs> Whoever's listening, I I we don't need a sequel. I I saw what you did there at the end. We just don't need one. No, stop. You don't need a sequel. Bear in mind we're doing a show about twelve Friday the Thirteenth films. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Yeah. But there we go. <laughs> okay. Did I say my bad? No, I didn't. Okay. I haven't watched anything that's actually been that shit recently, to be honest. I went through my letterbox list, and the one I came up with is an American werewolf in Paris. Oh, God. From 1997. Yeah, yeah. 
I literally put it on for some background noise because it was just there and I thought well, I haven't watched that for a while. Um, it's not good. And I guess if they called it something else, I might like it a little more. But the, it's the connotations towards the John Landis film is just like, no. Right, right, right. The CGI is shite because it's 1997. It, it is. I think you hit the nail on the head with that one. It's just the, the title implies that it's like American Werewolf in London. Yeah. Which it's nowhere near like it. And nowhere it's near. not. No. There's plenty of boobs in it, which is nice. True. You can never go wrong with that. No, that's very true. But, um, yeah, it's, you know, it's the usual three American douchebags on fucking tour in Europe and they meet a girl and she's a werewolf and blah, 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 blah. Um, it would have worked better as one of them howling sequels, I think. It, it sounds, it sounds about on par with some of the howling sequels I've seen. Yeah. I don't even know if I've seen all the howling movies, to be honest. Uh, I have. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. I won't make that mistake again. <laughs> What is it? Is it Howling 3 where they give birth? Is that yeah. the one I'm thinking of? Yeah, yeah. I've got that on Blu-ray. <laughs> I won't hear a word against Howling 2, though. I, it's been so long. It's been so long. It's one of the best, worst films ever made. Certainly is better than the Banana Splits, I bet. Yeah. <laughs> Sybil Danning bursting her chop open 17 times in the closing credits. That's, uh, that's a thumbs up from me. <laughs> oh, dear God. So yeah, American Wealth in Paris. Yeah, it, uh, yeah, it's if you were sat at home on the sofa late one night and it came on and you were too pissed to get up and turn the channel over or anything, get up to turn the channel over. Is it 1983? And um, yeah, right, I'll, right. It might be worth to sit and watch and fall asleep too, but that's about as good as it gets. Gotcha. That just yeah, I was not a fan of that one either. No. Okay. What about Ugly then? What's an ugly film? Well, I think, although I think I know already. You know already it is. It's apparently, as Chris told me last week, they made a Leprechaun's Returns. So as I was browsing Walmart one night, no, I'm sorry, not browsing in America, as I was target shopping for necessi- necessi- necessary items, I happened to walk past the movies and I happened to see Leprechaun Returns. So I got it. And it is necessary. <laughs> and I absolutely didn't hate it. <laughs> I said you wouldn't. It's, um, you know, here's kind of where I thought, oh, God, Chris is crazy. I honest to God thought Chris, <laughs> I thought he was crazy. That's not the first time you thought that. Correct. When the sorority sisters of the Alpha Upsilon house decide to go green, and I'm just like, <laughs> sorority house, leprechaun, oh, God, where are we going? It's nothing like you'd expect. It's not, um... It's not the bra panty pillow fight type of sorority. It's it, it it's it, the sorority is just it's a backdrop. There's nothing. There's no focus on the sorority at all. It's actually pretty good. I, I was I I gave it a three out of five. Uh, but it's it's not bad. They had I did write down his name, but they had one of the old characters from the first movie there. Yeah, yeah, the uh, yeah the big guy. I can't remember his name. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And, uh, you know, I'm like, oh, and, and that's that's what turned me. Right away when I saw him, I went, oh, they got the original guy. This is going to be awesome. And, uh, you know, of course, the leprechaun pops out of his stomach and they make some excuse. But this is far and away better than Origins. Far <laughs> and away. Far and away, the leprechaun, the makeup was way better. Sorry, Mr. Hornswoggle, but you kind of sucked as the leprechaun. I mean, let, let, let's just be honest. I think it's the best leprechaun film. What? I think it's the best one. Get the fuck out of town. Come on, Chris. Seriously? 
yeah, I think it's the best one. <laughs> it's the most entertaining. It, it's not bad. I, I will admit it is not bad. The gore's good. I don't know. That first that first one is so nostalgic for me, though. Oh, yeah. There's a nostalgia <laughs> to the first one. But have you actually yeah. watched the first one recently and judged it on how good it actually is? No. No, Well, I there you go, then. <laughs> <laughs> No, yeah. no. Leprechaun. If you put them both in front of me, and that's the one I got. Actually, I've got a D. I bought the uh, DVD double pack, so I've got Leprechaun and Leprechaun Returns in it, so I can watch them both. Did you not own a Leprechaun movie before? Um, I did have a Region One DVD that had them all on, but I think oh. I've sold. I think I've sold that now. I uh, I, I've got them all on Blu-ray. Sorry. Well, <laughs> yeah. Well, there you go. You own them on Blu-ray. I think it cost me like nine bucks. <laughs> yeah. You mean the budget of all the sequels? <laughs> at least the, at least Which the, is the one where he goes to Vegas? Is that the third one? Yeah, but even yeah, that, that one's better. all right. Even that one's better than the space one. Yeah, I I, I can't even remember Leprechaun Two. Uh, I can't be doing with Leprechaun in space. I don't even like the hip hop ones afterwards. They are terrible. In the hood, yeah, yeah. Oh god. The one with Ice T is watchable, but that's about it. Right. But yeah, on Origins is crap. It's terrible. It really yeah. is absolutely terrible. But believe it or not, this was an enjoyable movie. You were absolutely right about that. Yeah, that's great. Right. Uh, yeah, I gave it four stars. I reviewed that. Yeah. For uh, Flickering Myth, I think maybe can't remember. Yeah. Okay. My ugly is mine's my ugly is a sequel as well. Oh, it is? Okay. It is. It's a first-time watch. I watched the whole series for the first time, and this is the one I picked out, which uh, you probably know it. It's from 1987, and it's called It's Alive 3, Island of the Alive. God, it's been so long since I've seen those. I mean, like, a long time. I'd never seen any of them. Really? No, see, I'm a bit of a Larry Cohen fan, but I'd never seen It's Alive, and I, I saw the DVD set going really cheap on eBay. So I picked up, picked it up, and... Uh, yeah, I wasn't that enamoured by the first one. It was okay. Second one was a bit boring. Okay. It's Alive 3. I really enjoyed. Although it is... I've put it in ugly because it's it's quite a grimy, gnarly little film. Right, right, right. But, I mean, you can't go wrong with Michael Moriarty, can you? <laughs> Harry Cohen directing, oh. Michael Moriarty starring and some weird mutant babies. Yes, yes. And it's the island one, right, you said? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's got the bounty hunters and, uh, yeah, lots of explosions, lots of guns and babies flying out the trees and <laughs> stop oh, motion babies in court. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's, uh, yeah. Yeah. I don't know how, uh, if I'll ever, if I'll revisit them that often. Cause it's live came with quite a pedigree. I think it's quite a popular one, that one, but, uh, it was okay. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, the third one was the most enjoyable. Right. Right. So, yeah, that was it, really. Not a lot else to say. Yeah, nice. Maybe at some point we'll talk about that series as well. We might do. We might. There is a Maybe. remake, which I've never seen. It's supposed to be terrible. Okay. I've seen okay. copies of it on DVD floating around for about a pound, so I might pick one up. Oh, dear Lord. <laughs> Somebody remade It's Alive? Yeah, apparently it's a big CGI baby. So what could possibly go wrong there? Nothing. 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 Wrong. No. I expect five out of five. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh God. Yeah. Okay. Oh, oh boy. Should we move on? Yeah, let's. Should move we on. move on to our main feature? Let's do it. Let's play a trailer. 
wears many faces. Death wears many different masks. But pure evil wears only one. And this is your final chance to see it. to hell the final Friday okay Jason goes to hell the final Friday from 1993 directed by Adam Marcus and starring John D LeMay Carl Keegan Kane Hodder, whee! Stephen Williams, Stephen Colt, Erin Gray, Leslie Jordan, Andrew Block and Richard Gant. Synopsis for this one. Serial killer Jason Voorhees' supernatural origins are revealed. Very short and sweet synopsis there. <laughs> <laughs> and was it really necessary? <laughs> well, I... I... I want to add, I'm not entirely sure the whole movie was necessary, but okay. okay. All right, let's just confirm this now. Which cut of the film did you watch for this review? Uh, there's there two cuts. cuts. Okay, I I do not know which cut I watched. I my my Blu-rays and DVDs are kind of in storage at the moment, so I may or may not have gone online and watched it. Okay, in the version you watched, you know the sex scene in the tent. Yes. Did you actually see the girl on top get ripped in half with the machete and the two halves sort of... No, that's the theatrical cut you watched. Okay. I watched the theatrical cut as well. The only reason being, in the UK, the only version you can get is on DVD and is the director's cut, which I've seen loads and loads of times. Um, But I wanted to watch this Blu-ray. I've got the American Blu-ray from the box set, and it's the theatrical cut, and I just wanted to see what it looked like on Blu-ray. Gotcha. This purpose is I watch the theatrical cut, and the theatrical cut is the worst one to watch. Oh, well, that could account for the uh, <clears throat> yeah. Carry on. Okay, right. I first saw this film back in 1993 on video. Um, it had been a few years since uh, Jason Takes Manhattan had come out, and then this sort of popped out of nowhere. I remember me and my friends rented it two or three times over the course of a month, and we watched the hell out of it. Uh, watched the hell out of it, and um, yeah, I liked it in 1993. <laughs> I never loved it though. How, how old were you in '93? Oh, um, sixteen, going on seventeen. So, so maybe you had a, a drink or two while you watched it. Did that help you <laughs> two, liking it? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I would have been, yeah, seriously pissed. Uh, <laughs> not go. that I'm recommending drinking under the age of eighteen, of course, but um, of course, it's time. Yeah. It's what we did. Yeah. Different. It's a different time. We grew exactly. up in a different time. Exactly. Um, oh yes, there was lots of drink involved. Um, and it, yeah, it's just one of those <sighs> films that at the time it was like, you know, you get your mates together. What should we stick on? Oh, let's stick on Jason Goes to Hell because there was some right. good kills in it, and you know, it's a Jason film. Looking at it now, it's shit in it. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking terrible. This is a bad film. It's worth noting that when this film was made paramount lost the rights to uh jason and uh it went to new line cinema which is right. why it's not called friday the 13th friday the 13th the name is still owned by paramount but new line bought the rights to the jason character 
And you, but you always get, I don't know about you, but it's like whenever I see the Lionsgate opening or the New Line Cinema, I always get a little bit excited. I'm like, ooh, yeah, this is good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's that familiarity. You know, it's like, it's like, it's like you set up to watch early 70s Chuck <laughs> Norris and that Canon logo comes up and you're like, I'm about to be just overwashed with nostalgia and a bunch of stupid action movies. I will that watch I love. anything with a Canon logo on it. I'm a sucker for it. Absolutely, right? yes. Oh, yeah. If this had the Canon logo at the front of it, I'd probably... But it hasn't. <laughs> yeah, it, 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 but it does have the new eye logo. That's about the only thing you get excited about. Kane Hodder's back as Jason, obviously, which is great. I don't like the look of Jason in this film. He looks like he's got too many layers of padding on. Yeah, and it's... This is the... Is this the... This is the grunt. Yes, he Jason. does grunt in this one. Yes. Which yes. I'm, not, I'm yes. not that bothered about that. Uh, yeah, you're, you're not, but it's it's odd having watched all yeah, the other yeah, movies. Yeah, no, yeah, the con- for continuity's sake, yeah, yeah, yeah. The only one who makes any noise was Freddy Krueger. You no, know, Michael Myers never made noise, and Jason. He did in Rob Zombie's Halloween too. Oh, that's and right. I actually quite like Michael Myers doing that. I just think it made it more brutal. But then that wasn't the supernatural Michael Myers so much, was it? So, uh, yeah, no, that wasn't really. Yeah, yeah, yeah. no, you're right. You're right. Anyway. It was part five of the no pooping Michael Myers. <laughs> he hasn't had a shit for a year. <laughs> no wonder he was grunting. <laughs> or, yeah. <laughs> uh, anyway. Oh God. Now, I, I yes. will say this. Okay. Four minutes and 30 seconds in to Jason Goes to Hell, we have female nudity. And I was completely on board. Loved the character. You know, it's like, this is awesome. And then we get to the next scene, and I'm just like, okay, where did this go? Yes, from? the beginning of this film's great. <laughs> it leads up to Jason being sort of blown to bits by the SWAT team, which is great. Which sort of <laughs> says, well, obviously the FBI are now aware of Jason Voorhees. <laughs> We've got right. national now. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know, uh, commandos is, is what I wrote down in my notes. You go into uh, this, this is part nine of a series. I think we're allowed a little bit of a tongue-in-cheek look, at, uh, look back at itself, isn't it? Well, we're going to get to tongue-in-cheek when we get to the next one. But this one tried to do tongue-in-cheek, and it just got yes. stupid. Yeah, you've got that <laughs> autopsy scene, which is where it starts to go wrong, is when uh, the, um, uh, he's not a doctor, what do you call it? The mortician is played by Richard Gant from Rocky Five. Yeah. Yeah, he picks out Jason Voorhees' heart and takes a bite out of it. Because you would, wouldn't you? Yeah. Look, looks like a nice little bit of rump steak there, a little bit crispy on the outside. Just how we like it. Yeah, let's take a bite of that. Yeah. yeah. From then on in, it's just <coughs> weird decision after weird decision to get us to a point where we're near enough crossing into evil dead territory with the Necronomicon. <laughs> Fuck knows what. How did that appear? And... Yeah, and you notice they had their Necromonicon in there. There was a skin book. There was, there was. And then we get the giant sort of Muppet's hands come out the floor. (laughs) And and someone appears at the end, but we'll get there in a minute. But, um, yeah, this is a weird film. This is... They try to explain about Jason Voorhees' evil and that he goes from body to body in a little worm that looks like the baby from Nightmare on Elm Street 5. If that's the case, why is he in the padded fucking boiler suit with a half-broken mask if he can just go from body to body? It's not like he's going to blend in, is it? Right, right, right. It's that black tongue thing that 
gives it away. And, and, and then, you know, of course, you got to work it in to morph into Jason at some point to get Kane Hodder. Well, Kane Hodder was in the picture anyway because he was the security guard in the uh, mortuary. Well, that's true. <laughs> in a nice little cameo. I did, I did like, actually quite like that, but I thought that was pretty cool. But, um, yeah, it's just, it's a possession movie, really. And it goes from body to body and only a Voorhees can kill a Voorhees. And um, I don't think this is what Sean S. Cunningham had in mind when he wrote the first one. Uh, no. And then Stephen I... Williams pops up as Creighton Duke. <laughs> but, you know, the funny thing is, Jay, Sean Cunningham produced this movie. <laughs> Which meant he signed, he signed the checks. <laughs> right. Oh, God. Um, yeah, Stephen Williams pops up as Creighton Duke. Um, I actually quite like Stephen Williams in a lot of things. He normally plays a cop or something. Uh, he's a cop in the right. Blues Brothers, you know, in the car that flips over in the shopping mall and all that. And... um He's horrible in this. He's absolutely awful. I get the feeling they told him he was going to be some sort of um, Rambo-type figure, you know, and if it's, if it's successful, right. we'll make another one, and you can be... And no, he's just shit. He breaks that bloke's <laughs> fingers for information. Why? How is he going to help you now when you've broken his fucking hand, you idiot? <laughs> what? What? Oh God! It's, oh yeah, oh. it's just some w- oh, weird character choices, weird decisions. It's I, don't know, I know people's biggest thing about this, that doesn't bother me because he's in it at the beginning, he's in it at the end. Right. It's just the right. bit in the right. middle. It's Adam Marcus directed and wrote this film. He was bas- he was in his twenties. He was a fan who was basically given free reign to yeah do a Jason movie, and this is what you get. Right. And this is why I've always said. I mean, somebody actually asked me the other day about what, um, oh, what was it? It was about a Nightmare, some ideas for a Nightmare on Elm Street film. And I said, I'm the worst person to ask because it'll just be people, it'll just be everything you've seen already in one film and it'll be shit. It'll be shit. Right. <laughs> right. Well, you know? Exactly. Yeah. That's almost what it looks like is a fanboy directed movie. And, well, that's what it is. And yeah, it's just not very good. The director's cut improves on the theatrical cut a little bit. There's some extra bits of dialogue. There's a the sex scene is massively improved. I do love that sex scene in the tent. You, if you watch the director's cut, it's a lot better. <laughs> but it is good because um, Jason's machete comes in and goes through her body while she's straddling that guy, and then he just ri- he, he just rips uh-huh. it upwards, and the two body halves just like fall apart. And it, but it's really oh, well done. It is really well done. It's a really good kill. But that's it. It's just not very interesting. No, it's not a no, Friday the Thirteenth no, film. It's no. like an idea for an Evil Dead film, and they've gone. I oh, know. Let's put Jason in it. Right, right. John D. LeMay is the main guy in it. He's okay. He was actually in the Friday the Thirteenth TV series as another character. He's all right, but there's no. I don't know who we're supposed to get on side with because all the other characters are pretty faceless and horrible. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. And saying so the Muppets come out at the end and drag Jason down to hell. Yes. Yes. And then we get the yes, shot. The shot that everyone likes in this film. Jason's mask laying in the dust. And out comes Freddy's arm from the ground. Grabs it and drags yeah. it back in. Now, two things to say about that. One, you can tell that's a rubber glove because the blades bend when he drags the mask off. <laughs> two, that's Kane Hodder's arm. So Kane Hodder has, te- has technically played Freddy now. And, and let's be honest. We got Kane on set. Hey, Kane, we need your arm. Come here. Just the forearm, though. Not his, his bicep will be considerably bigger than Robert England. So, uh. <laughs> right, right. But that is actually the best bit of the whole film. Ah, oh. yeah, it's a weird one. It's I don't hate it. 
But I don't know whether that's because of my memories of watching it as a drunken teenager or just watching it over and over. Well, I will tell you this. As a <clears throat> middle-aged horror fan that watches this for the first time, it gets a solid two out of five for Two. Interesting. Yes. One is because of the nudity yes. at the beginning. Two, because of the scene with the mask at the end. Rubber blades and all. Uh, rubber blades and rubber tits in that nudity at the beginning, I think you'll find. <laughs> It's a curse, I'll tell you. I can just spot these things. <laughs> right, you gave it two. I also gave it two broken fingers out of five. Oh. Yeah, a bit of nostalgia because hey, I enjoyed it when I was a teenager. I like the sex scene in the tent in the director's cut is great. Um, and the Freddy bit at the end. Oh, but if you were going to do a Friday the 13th marathon, you can easily skip this one, I think. Yes. I think the producers have skipped it. It doesn't get... It rarely gets mentioned in the timeline at all. And I, I am sure somewhere Sean's wishing he didn't put his name on it or something. Yeah, they did drop the idea of the Voorhees killing of Voorhees thing from here onwards, um, which is probably best. Interesting to note, there is a documentary coming out about this film, which oh, I will watch. Again, cause it's one okay. of those things where, you know, the making uh, of it's more interesting than the actual end result. And this isn't my least favourite of the series, but it was until another one came along. So I'll leave that hanging until the end of the show. Yeah, <laughs> until the end of the show. Oh, God. So. Okay, so we can now move on to Jason, Jason X. Jason let's play a trailer, and then we'll get into it. In the year 2455, on a routine training mission, a team of students is about to discover a life form frozen in time. They're on their way back. Prepare for docking your power of the lab. You brought him on board? Everything's under control, man. What the hell is going on? Jason Voorhees, that's what's going on. He's an unstoppable killing machine. Guys, it's okay. He just wanted his machete back. How do we get off the ship? I don't know. Look, we're going to be all right. What? Are you high? Uh Uh-oh. I think we're finally okay. What the hell is that? You've got to be kidding me. Oh, wow. It's been modified. Oh, you think? You guys might want to run. Jason X, 2001, directed by James Isaac, starring Kane Hodder, woo-hoo, woo, Jeff Geddes, David Cronenberg, bloody hell, Lisa Ryder, Chuck Campbell, Marcus Perillo, and Jonathan Potts, and Todd Farmer, and Peter Mensah. That'll do. 
Jason Voorhees returns with a new look, a new machete, and the same murderous attitude <laughs> as he is awakened on a spaceship in the 25th century. Okay, now that sounds good, doesn't it? <laughs> oh, God. Had you seen this before? Just... Never. This is your first watch. Right. Hit me with it. Go on, then. Okay. So, I I don't even know where to start. Where to start? Where do I start? Um, somehow, preserving a serial killer who has remarkable cell generation is a good idea. I, I don't know whence that came. Well, so, so we can learn from it. Oh, jeez. And, and, oh, God. And then it jumps into the future. But as the movie goes on, you start to realize, hey, wait a minute. They're actually making fun of themselves. This is not bad. This is absolutely so stupid, it's starting to get good. <laughs> and then at the end, where Jason has, like, this cyborg look, you're just like, they have gone <laughs> off the rails, and I love every minute of it. <laughs> It is so stupid. Oh, you just want your machete back. That's yeah. <laughs> it, it's so uh, like Alex uh, tweeted me this morning that he likes it because it's so tongue in cheek, and I have to mm-hmm. agree with him. Yeah, Alex, I do. It is absolutely tongue in cheek, and it adds to the enjoyment that they are so making fun of themselves, so just gone off the rails. It's not even fun. <laughs> Well, no, it's supposed to, it's supposed to be funny, isn't it? They don't take themselves seriously. So you like it then? Yes, okay. I do. Believe it or not, I actually liked it. Huh. it. It's it's so so off kilter, so stupid, so absolutely ridiculous. It's good. All right. <laughs> I, I mean, it's just I, I it's <laughs> the cyborg Jason is. It, it's just, it's almost pure genius. Almost. almost. Okay. Right. I saw this, a, ooh, not when it came out. I think it was probably about a year later. Hang on one second. And the fact that they call, where are the doctor's kids? Where are the doctor's kids? Where the, where the, you know, and it's almost like this doctor guy is, is a, is a, um, cult leader with all these little young teenagers that, you know. I think pervert's the word. (laughs) Oh my god, the nipple twisting (laughs) scene. I just couldn't... (laughs) I mean, I I was dying. I I was dying. He's wearing that lovely (laughs) purple (laughs) necklace. Jesus. You know what? It took me back to... (laughs) It took me back to the... What is it? The... The second or third Friday, or uh, Nightmare on Elm Street, <laughs> <laughs> with with the yeah, the the uh, homoerotic BDSM. Oh, Elm Street Two. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God, this is oh Jesus, sweet baby Jesus, that was funny. <laughs> okay, all right. <laughs> you all right? You calm down now. Yeah. <laughs> You passed! <laughs> oh, yes. Okay. Yes, I've regained my composure. Right. I saw this in about 2003, I think. I didn't see it okay. when it came out. Um, <laughs> I think... When did it come out? Yeah, I just wasn't in a situation to go to the cinema or anything then. I think that was when I was uh, didn't have a lot of money and uh, every penny went into maintaining the house, so... I saw it right. a couple of years later. I took some, I remember took some videos into town to trade them in and the shop had this on the shelf DVD, which was a new thing then. And, 
Yeah, so I picked it up then. So I saw it in about 2003. Um, I didn't like it the first time I saw it. I had a real problem with it. I thought it was it was the same thing of when I first saw Scream. I just thought, they're taking the piss here. Yes, they are. Yeah, well, that's it. <laughs> that's I, exactly I didn't like it. One. I thought, they're taking the piss, and I don't like that. This is this is Jason. This is my thing. This is serious, you know. <laughs> I thought it was that whole postmodern, let's laugh at ourselves, blah, blah, blah. I did like the fact that if you're going to um, keep a serial killer in cryogenics, I'd want David Cronenberg to be in charge of it. He's really what you want, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's really the guy you want in charge. Yes, yes, yes. So yeah, so I watched it, didn't like it, but kept it on the shelf because it's part of the collection. Um, and I still have the disc behind me right now. All I've right, watched right. it a few times since then, probably about three or four times. And my opinion on it is changes with every watch. Um, second time I watched it, I put it on and I loved it. I thought it was fantastic. I come to terms with the fact, yes, they're taking the piss now. Right. And I picked up on that right away, and that led to enjoyment. It does It does help with the enjoyment. I'm, well, what was I going to say? Yeah, this is my first watch on Blu-ray. And the Blu-ray does look pretty good, actually. The effects, I think the effects are really good. Some of them so, are I mean, Obviously, bad. it's CGI. It dates a lot of it. We know that. But I still think, given um, what they're actually trying to do with it, and the fact that it's a fairly low-budget film, I think it holds up quite well, visually. You know, especially there's lots of oozing liquids and, you know, bits being chopped off, this, that and the other. I still think it looks pretty good. Uh, the guy with the arm thing. Oh, yeah, hilarious. with the old the holodeck You're, thing. You forgot your arm. Yeah. <laughs> One of my favourite kills in the series is when um, he freezes that girl's face off and then smashes it on the counter. I think that's a brilliant yes. kill. I think that's Absolutely. really inventive. Yes. Kane Hodder's fantastic in it. He doesn't look quite so puffy in this one as he did in the last one, which is better. Right. He's got that. He's got that. 1980s Michael Jackson jacket look going on with the zippers and clips. <laughs> am I wrong? Yep. I mean, am I wrong? No, you're not wrong. Um, <laughs> but I think there's a bit in here which I think sums up Kane Hodder's Jason is when he's at the beginning, actually, when he's hung up and tied up and the camera, ju- the camera just closes uh-huh. in on his face. And it's the look in his eye. You can only see his eyes, but it's just there's a look of sadness about Jason. But at the same time, you know, there's a madness in there as well. And I think right. Kane Hodder just does it brilliantly. Gives Jason so much character, a lot more than uh, than most of the other Jasons. Like I said, looking at it on Blu-ray now, it looks fantastic. I will say I think I enjoyed it slightly less than the last time I watched it, which was probably about five years ago. Okay. Maybe just because I've seen it so many times now, I don't know. I thought it was fun. I thought it was, you know, you go into it with an open mind and say, yeah, they're taking the piss now. I think it's fine. I just think... I don't know. I didn't quite enjoy it as much as I have done on previous watches. Uh, and I don't really know why. So, yeah. <laughs> but I still like it. I do still like I it. I got you. Yeah. What did you score it? I gave it a three out of five. Well, funnily enough, I gave it three clamp nipples out of five as well. <laughs> I have given it a 3.5 in the past <laughs> on Letterboxd. <laughs> you pass! Oh, I won't be able to... Part, I'm going to do any exams now without hearing that. Oh, yeah. I know, right? You go, you go in on Monday. You have to take your safety, you have to take your safety training yeah, on the computer. Exactly. There's, there's Chris in the corner. <laughs> I pass. <laughs> oh God, that'll really get you in trouble. Oh, honest. I don't need any more trouble. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sweet exactly. Baby. Yeah. So we both gave it... We, wow, that's two for two. We're both doing the same here. 
right. It's one of those films, I'll probably watch it again in a couple of years' time, and I'll probably love it again. It's one of them, just on this watch, I was just like, yeah, don't know. But I still like well, it. Sure. I still think it's a good film. It's it's a standalone. I don't sort of put it in the continuity of the series or anything like that. Oh, God, no. No, no, no. This this is somebody with a sense of humor that just took the piss right out of it and made a, a funny yeah. movie to and, watch. And it's worth saying, this was made purely because they couldn't get the go-ahead on Freddy vs. Jason yet. And so Sean S. Cunningham wanted to get another Jason film made. And, that, yeah. and this is what they come yeah. up with. It's absolutely fine. Again, it's a, you know it's a Friday night beer and pizza film. Stick it on. Have a laugh. Sure. Yeah. Sure. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Cool. Okay. Should we move on? Yes. Which one are we going to do next? We're going to go in in release date order, or are we going to go in? We're going release date order. So the okay. next one is Freddy versus Jason. Yes. Ooh, let's yes. play a trailer. Freddy vs. Jason from 2003. Blimey, long time ago. Directed, I know, right? Yeah, directed by Ronnie Yu, starring Robert England, yay! Ken Kersinger, Kelly Rowland, who? Jason Ritter, Monica Keenan, Chris Marquette, Brendan Fletcher, Catherine Isabel, Tom Butler, David Kopp, and lots of other people that you've probably never heard of. The plot, according to IMDb, is... Freddy Krueger and Jason Voorhees return to terrorise the teenage population, except this time they're out to get each other too. <laughs> that sounds really good, doesn't it? Yeah, sort of. <laughs> yeah, sort of. Okay. Did you see this one in theatres? No, I did not. Me neither. I did not. I can remember. I can remember. I didn't even know this was coming out, and I just saw a trailer for it on the telly one night. Right. I was like, "Fuck, they've made it! It's out!" But I didn't go and see it. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. It's um, <laughs> I got oh, I I remember the I remember the trailer and I remember me rolling my eyes, going, "Oh boy!" <laughs> it's a weird one because I've got to be honest, I never really wanted Freddy versus Jason. I I didn't. Yes, I know what you mean. It was. It's not something I thought. Oh wow, I've got to see it. And even you know, at the end of uh, Jason goes to hell and the Freddy glove comes out and you go, "Oh yeah, yeah, it's gonna it's gonna happen," but. Maybe if it had happened back in the nineties, I might have been a bit more excited about it. Right, right. I think I think you hit the nail on the head on that one. Yeah, yeah. It just waited way too long. It waited way too long. And when you, my thing is, when you look at the special features on the DVD, it shows you some of the rejected plots that were picked. And I look at them and think they're actually better than what we got. <laughs> 
There's a really good plot line that they put in about a cult of Freddy worshippers called Fredheads. And I know that one, that one's been around for years since back from the old Elm Street series, but they were going to do it again for Freddy versus Jason. So it's an idea that keeps coming back. And I really like that idea. But, um, yeah, that was rejected. And instead we got this. Did they steal that for the Halloween thing? I wonder. Did um, they, did they steal the, the Fredheads for the Cult of Thorn? It, it may have been around before the Cult of Thorn. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, I don't know. Well, are you suggesting that the slasher franchises steal from each other? No. 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 No, no Chris. No. That'll never happen. I would never, never suggest that. Okay. <laughs> but what we do get, we do get Robert England as Freddy Krueger. Yep. Which is obviously good. Yes. Uh, what isn't so good is we get Ken Kersinger as Jason. Uh-huh. Now, this is nothing against Ken Kersinger. I think he's fine. But if this had been Kane Hodder. It, I, interesting. interesting. Yes. Yeah. I, it, it, again, Ken was fine. He, I, I thought he did a good job as Freddy, but yeah, it would have been interesting with Kane. He did an even better job as Jason, didn't he? Yeah. Why, <laughs> why do you think, why do you think they didn't get Kane? Was Kane getting that up at age? Did he not want to do it? What do you think? Apparently he was up to do it. He had the script. He was all up for doing it, and it was Ronnie Yu, the director, who at the last minute uh, said no, he didn't want him. And Ronnie Yu has said he wanted an actor who was taller to make Freddie look smaller. Which, And if you look at the uh, stats between Ken Kersner and Kane Hodder, there's only about an inch and a half between them, height-wise. Yeah, yeah they're both large, imposing figures. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I don't know. I think it was a... Well, personally, I think it was a bit of a mistake. I think you should have had Kane Hodder do it, but... Um, it sort of ties into my my gripe with this film. And uh, to be honest, I don't have that many gripes with it. I do quite like it. But um, Jason in this, they seem to have gone with the cartoonish perception of Jason. Yes. Rather than how he was in the last few films. I agree. I agree. Yeah. And I think if Freddy vs. Jason works best if you don't associate it with the, the franchises that it comes from. I can see that. I can absolutely can see that. And I know at the beginning they flash back through the old Elm Streets and you see the some of the kills from the old films. And obviously, because it's Robert England, it all ties in. Yeah, if you just view this as, as its own thing, because you get the backstory for Jason, you sort of get Freddy's backstory and exposition. Oh, yeah, for sure, for sure. And my son has seen this before he saw any of the other Freddy or Jason films and he sort of got what was going on. So I think on that respect, yeah, you can divorce it from its um, respective franchises and it, and it works. Right. Right. But by divorcing it from what's gone before, you say you've made them these sort of cartoonish versions of them. I mean, Freddy was cartoonish anyway at the end of the series, and he's actually reined it in as he was from the Dream Child. Yes, yes. Uh, I put this, this is more in line with Nightmare on Elm Street 3, Nightmare on Elm Street 4, Freddy. Uh huh. Certainly not the later ones. No. Agreed, agreed. And, uh, but yeah, Jason to me it just doesn't seem to quite work. Yeah, no, no, it it doesn't. It's and again, it's I think it's kind of a idiotic cartoonish thing. Like yeah. for for example, you have you know Jason in flames in the cornfield in in the rave scene, and you're just, you're just like okay, all right. To, to be mean, honest, I was about to say to you that's the one scene I really like. Really, but I I, I could see that the I imagery. That. I like the imagery of Jason in flames walking through that field. Okay. All right, I go. But I get what you're saying. Yeah, the you know the kids dancing and the going up to him and calling him names and this, that, and the other. He gets the head and twists it round and all that sort of stuff. Yeah, 
now. Yeah, I, I get yeah, that. Yeah. But the, if you just pause the image of him walking through the field when he's on flames, I think that looks brilliant. Now that I can agree with. I can agree with. And, and you know, we've all been to cornfield raves, right? Like Chris, right? Uh, yeah. Yeah, sure, sure. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's that whole, it's that whole, um, it's everything else with that scene. I, you're right though. That one, the one clip and image of him walking on fire is pretty cool. Yeah. I, I absolutely. But it's the, you know, the stupidity around him that's just like, oh boy, oh boy, here we go again. Yeah. But having, having said that, this is not a bad movie. No, it's enjoyable enough. It, it is absolutely not a bad movie. I mean, when we get to the overall rankings, you'll see it, it's not a bad movie. The trouble with Freddy versus Jason, and it's the same thing with Jason X as well, is they came out in that period of the early 2000s where we, they were trying to sort of resurrect some of the slasher films. They had the new technology with the CGI, which you look back at it now and it's bloody awful. And yeah, it, it's very, it's 2000, early 2000s, isn't it? Yes, yes. You have a, you have a new metal soundtrack or Metal Call, or whatever you want to call it, Kill Switch Engage, all that shite. And then teenagers who are... Are these teenagers likeable? I don't think they are. No, 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 they're not. My favourite one was played by Catherine Isabel, and she gets off fairly quickly. There are there are very few likeable characters in this whole movie. <laughs> yeah. Again, it's the age-old problem of you end up rooting for Freddy or Jason, and you're supposed <laughs> to root for the people. Yes, yes, that is correct. Let's go through some of the characters here. You've got Monica Keenan as the main girl, Laurie Campbell. Yep. She's okay. Yep, she's okay. She's got a couple of stupid lines, like, you know, Jason was killed by water, Freddy by fire. How can we use this? (laughs) I wonder. (laughs) I know. (laughs) Yeah, the fact that Jason has been in water in every single film and it hasn't really bothered him, apart from when he was chained down to the bottom of it. And he really didn't bother because he just got resurrected. Because he just swam straight out as soon as he could, so... (laughs) Right. <laughs> it's suddenly a problem. But, right, um, right. yeah. But she's okay. Uh, you got Jason Ritter, son of John Ritter. Yep. As well. Don't like him at all. <laughs> nope. Nope. Didn't like him. Horrible, boring. He was a last minute replacement for somebody else, so I believe. So it may not be his, entirely his fault, but, um, there you go. You got Brendan Fletcher as his friend Mark, who I think is overacting to the point of embarrassment. Well, he's the one. He's the one who turns up at the school and starts doing the one, two, Freddy's coming for you thing. Yeah, and let's, you think, let's, oh. let's be honest, it's Freddy versus Jason. So overacting is not necessarily a. You've got Robert England doing that for you. You don't need anyone else. <laughs> true, 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 true. True. You got Kelly Rowland, who, um, yeah, from Destiny's Child, who were obviously a big thing at the time. Yeah, to be fair, I cheered when she got killed. <laughs> yeah. Yes, she couldn't get killed fast enough. And actually, that's a good point. One thing that is very symptomatic of this film, and I know a lot of people have a problem with this line when she calls Freddy the F word. Yeah. And a lot of people have complained about that, I've heard online. I suppose with good reason. But um yeah, it's it's there are bits in it. There's lines like that, and there's another bit later on where Freddy calls Jason an arsehole, and you think it's film language, I get it, people say these words, but it doesn't fit in this film. No, no, it's, it, again, I think you, you over the top, overacting, um, to the point of it not being funny, to the point of it being, you know, of course Robert England does it, but yeah. it's funny, it's, in, it's for him, it's funny, it's within the universe, 
Yeah, this yeah. is just you're trying to. It's like you're trying to force a square peg in a round hole. Yeah, it's weird. But um, she gets macheted by Jason into a tree, which, quite honestly, if he didn't do it, I probably would. <laughs> Not with as much force, but um, and we also yeah. get Chris Marquette in there as well. Who I actually like Chris Marquette. He plays the dweeby one. Oh yeah, 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 I know what you're talking about. Yeah. yeah, I like him. He's in a few films. He's in a really good um, insect giant insect film called Infestation, which I really love. But um, yeah, he's okay. He does that the role that he normally does. So, uh, but yeah, it's a bit of a mixed bag when it comes to the kids in this one. Yeah, yeah, it, and it's and it's a lot. Uh, you, you just, I just didn't care about any of it. None of them. No. You you just gotta okay, go away. What was your favorite kill in this one? I did not, um, I didn't write it down and I don't remember. Um, I, I don't remember. <laughs> I just, I don't remember, Chris. It was, I, I enjoyed the movie, but I just don't remember. What was yours? <laughs> well, I'm glad you did your research. <laughs> yeah. I, oh, God, help me. The one I like, and it, it felt, didn't feel quite right, but I quite liked it, was the one where Jason stabs the guy in the bed and then folds the bed in half. That was like early on, wasn't it? That was one of the only, that was that real arsehole guy. Yeah, 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 yeah. But when he was stabbing him with the machete, it didn't feel like Jason to me. Do you know what I had in, I thought it felt like Rob Zombie's Michael Myers. Oh, that's interesting. If you, if you look the, in, in, uh, Halloween 2, the hospital kill where he kills that nurse. Yes, yes. That's what I thought of. Yeah, 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 I could see that. Yeah. I can see that, yeah. But Jason, I've always thought of, he's like a one stab and then it, it's over, isn't it? He stabs them once and they die, or he swings the machete once and they die. Right, right. So right. watching him repeatedly stab that guy with the machete, I was like, this isn't Jason. Right. That's right. more Michael Myers. But I like the kill. Visually, it worked. I, I, I'm looking over some of the notes I wrote before I gave up writing notes. You wrote notes? I you did, know. I did. I gotta read you one note that I find a little bit funny. Go on then. So uh, it's. So, dot, 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 Freddy wakes up Jason. Kind of yes. makes me yearn for radioactive dog piss. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> you know, at least with that, was it Nightmare on Elm Street? Is it free? Four. Four. <laughs> at least they got super creative with radioactive dog piss. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> awesome. It's a weird uh, one because like, you're restricted to both of the characters' mythologies. And uh-huh. yet they, and at certain elements, they do go completely fantastical. Yes, yes. Freddy wakes up Jason. Freddy wakes up Jason. One of the characters smokes a joint and sees a caterpillar. Yes, yes. In some very horrible CGI. Yeah, it's it. It has to be Freddy Krueger. You know, it's just oh boy. But for all of its faults, it's still an entertaining film. It. I'm telling you, I got the rankings. You know, I pulled out the rankings I done, I did. And I had the rankings, but then I found out it was just a fold in my trousers. <laughs> hey! hey. <laughs> I, I actually, when I put, when I put everything together, you're going to be surprised at some of my listings. Okay. Okay. It, this is, I rank this one pretty high for enjoyability. It, it was a fun movie. Okay. Well, I don't need to know your ranking just yet, but I do need to know what score you gave it out of five. Uh, three and a half. Okay, three and a half winking Freddy heads out of five. Yes, yes, yes. I, and I found it interesting, and we didn't really comment on it, that Sean Cunningham produced it. Well, yeah, it's a sort of co-production, New Line are involved, because obviously they own the rights to right, the characters. Right, right, and, right. But yeah, sure, yeah, Sean Cunningham was involved, yes. Yep, yep, which is, I found kind of interesting, but yeah. 
Well, it makes money. Of course he's involved. Chris. Oh, come on. I mean, he's a producer. That's what producers do. That's they have to make money. It doesn't make him a bad person. No, no, it does not. He's a, a businessman. To be fair, I've got to confess, I always like Sean Cunningham. He always comes across well in interviews. He does. I when agree. you see him in things. but And he he would be the first to admit this. He's a producer. He's there to make money. Yep. He's not going to back back a horse that's not going to win, is he? So No, no, no. So, there, I mean, you could say the same about Bob Shea in the Elm Street series. So That's true. And he made a lot of money. Exactly. That's what they're there for. But yep. I would say they are two people who do like the product that they've come up with. Yes. Whereas you get those producers who can't stand it, but they keep doing them because they know it makes them money. Correct. Correct. I mean, hence why we haven't had a bloody Jason film for 10 years, because Sean Cunningham's going through the courts with Victor Miller, isn't he? Yeah. Yep. But there we go. Okay, so you gave it three and a half winking Freddy heads. I yep. gave it four. Did you really? I, but I'm not surprised. I toyed with three and a half, and I was like, actually, but I, I went more for enjoyment on this one. I could pick holes in it all day long, but I do enjoy it, and it is pretty much a go-to when I fancy a sort of Freddy film, but I don't want to get bogged down in the franchise sort of thing. Right, right. So, yeah, I do give it a four. I've watched it probably too many times now to be really uh, objective about it, but, um, yeah, I enjoy it. It's a solid four. Yeah, nice, nice. It's a solid four. Right then, let's move on to our final one, and this is from 2009, Friday the 13th. Let's play the trailer. Did you know a young boy drowned here? He was my son. And today is his birthday. Oh, yeah, baby! <laughs> he won't believe my parents' cabin. Here we are. Pretty nice, huh? Oh. Alright, you ready? Let's go! sister she's gone missing have you seen her she ain't missing she's dead people go missing around here they're gone for good there's something out there ah! you gotta get out of here come on you guys oh my god this place is called camp crystal lake
birthday. Right then. Friday the 13th from 2009. Directed by Marcus Nispel. Starring Jared Padalecki, Amanda Rigetti, Derek Mears, Travis Van Winkle, Aaron Yu, Jonathan Sadowski, Ben Fieldman, and loads more people I don't know. Plot for this one, according to IMDb, is a group of young adults discover a boarded-up Camp Crystal Lake where they soon encounter Jason Voorhees and his deadly intentions. Which is weird, because Jason's never really had intentions, has he? No, no. And in fact, I, I don't, I think if people just left him alone, he'd just be happy. Yeah, bit like Leatherface, really. Just leave him alone. Yeah, but it's people always go poking the bear. Well, they do. Yep. That's people for you. Aren't people bastards? They are. They're poking the bear. Next thing you know, they, you know, everybody gets machete. Or he who pokes his nose into a pot of honey is going to get more than a sting in the nostril. Right. <laughs> or something like that. Something like that. <laughs> I just made that up. Oh. <laughs> I know, it shows. <laughs> or he who goes poking in, puts his nose in a bee's nest, will get more than a nostril full of honey. Uh, there you go. What the fuck does that even mean? It means, <laughs> leave him alone. <laughs> oh, God help us. God okay, us. so, Friday 13th. So this came out in 2009. This was before the Elm Street remake, wasn't it? Oh! I don't know. I think it was just about before, but I don't remember if I saw it before Elm Street or not, because I didn't see this at the cinema. I didn't either. No, I saw it on DVD and I wrote a review of it, which I think is still online somewhere. And uh, I absolutely hated this film. Really? Really. Oh, boy. I say hated in the past tense. OK. All right. I'm just, you know, just check it. I'm like, <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, shit. <laughs> yeah. I saw the trailer for it. And I really like the trailer. I'm not so down on these Platinum Dunes remakes as everyone else is, because everyone, as you know, I love the Texas Chainsaw Massacre, and I pretty look, I quite like the Amityville Horror remake as well, which they did. So right. I'm not completely down on them. I saw the trailer. I like the look of Jason, played by Derek Mears, who's been in Hills Have Eyes and a few other things. He's currently playing Robocop on a TV insurance ad or something over here. Really? Yeah. Nice. Yeah. But uh, he may make a good Robocop, actually. He looks quite good. Anyway, uh, it was directed by Marcus Nispel, who did the Texas Chainsaw Massacre remake. Yep. So for me, it, it's all the ingredients are in place sort of thing. You know, I'm going to enjoy this. And I didn't. Wow, I'm surprised. I really, I, and to be honest, I don't, I listen to a lot of podcasts and I hear a lot of people have reviewed this and a lot of people seem to really like it. And I don't understand why. I think it's too dark. You can't make out what's going on in a lot of the time. The kills are bland. Jason's turned into Rambo. He takes hostages and has set up traps and underground tunnels. He's somehow become a marksman with a bow and arrow. I don't... Yeah, it just doesn't play well for me at all. They cram in the first four Friday the 13th into the first 20 minutes. Mm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You can't remake Friday the 13th because Jason has become part of the pop culture now. And Correct. Jason is not in Friday the 13th in the original. Correct. So you can't remake that. You can't remake part two because, again, he's not the iconic Jason. He hasn't got the mask and the machete. So you can't remake that. So you've got to cram all of those into a story where Jason quickly gets a mask and a machete. Yes, yes. You know, it's like remaking Superman and just cramming in the Clark Kent stuff and the 
Krypton stuff in the first five minutes just to get his cape on, you know. I, I get that. I get yeah. that. Yeah. And it feels very lazy. It feels very generic. And, you know, Friday the 13th don't take a lot, really. All you've got to do is come up with some inventive kills. And it just doesn't work. And I've watched this a good half a dozen times in the past ten years. Because every time I got, I think, I think I'll, I'll like it more. I'll like it more. And I'm going to be honest. I've watched it twice in the past year for when we were going to record before, which we didn't, and then for this time. I'm adding half a star onto my original one-star rating. <laughs> wow. Only one and a half star, Chris. One Chris. and a half. You know, and, and that is because you've got... Uh, the, the script is... Ter- that girl's tits are stupendous. Stupendous? Who says... St- I mean, I say stupendous when people ask me how I feel. I say, oh, I'm stupendous. But that's because I'm British and reserved. And and he says she's got perfect nipple placement. Well, where do you want them? Where are they supposed to be? Yeah, but that that's part of, that know that that's part of his character. We all know a douchebag like that. We all do. We all know him, and we all we all cheer. He's my favorite character in it. Oh come on, really? I I actually, if you watch the special features and all that, Travis Van Winkle, the guy who plays him, he seems to know exactly what he's doing. He's he's just laughing the whole time. Of course he is. And I, I don't mind him as I've seen him in a couple of things and I quite like him. He's, he's like a poor man's Tom Cruise as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Oh, God. Or he wants to be without the action bits, as Tom Cruise was in his early years, you know. And uh yeah, but this, uh, oh, it just nobody says that. I don't care how much of an arsehole you are. You know, I'm not a ladies man. I'm in no way a Lothario whatsoever, you know. And if I was to ever be in a situation with a woman. And I said, "Your tits are stupendous." I couldn't, I couldn't look any, look her in the eye again. Not that I'd be looking at her eyes, but you know what I mean. Yes, yes, I know exactly what you mean. It, 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 yes, the the script is terrible. It, it's not the greatest in the world, but it's not a bad movie. It's not. Yes, it it's is. A, no, no, it's not. It is yes, not it a is. bad movie. It right, is not give, a bad. Give me your take then. Convince okay. me. Come on. So, so I, I don't think I can convince you. You've got to want to have stars on it. Um. It's a reasonable story. It, the plot line is is a, a shit ton better than Freddy versus Jason. Mm-mm. Okay, yeah. Okay, so so you know you you've got you've got somebody's sister who's missing. Now, do I want to say that the whole you know he's gone full on John Rambo and kidnapped her and put her in tunnels? I, I'm not the biggest fan of that. I, he could have just killed her, and that's fine. That whole tunnel part it, that, that was unnecessary. Well, they have but, the plot line where she's supposed to look a bit like Jason's mum. But what do they do with it? I, nothing. Nothing. I, I get that. I get that. But, it, you know, the brother goes to look for it. it. It's not. And he runs into a bunch of douchebags and they battle Jason. Yeah. It's, like I said, you don't have to have much for a Friday the 13th. Right. It's very formulaic that you knew how it was going to play out. Yeah. You know, all those guys are all douchebags. They're all going to die. They they actually reminded me of the of the um, the uh, the douchebags from uh, Pumpkinhead, you know, with the motorcycle. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I see um, that, yeah. Yeah, but it's it's not it's not a bad movie. It's got a great kill. It's got the sleeping bag kill. Uh, whoa, 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 whoa. It's got a great kill. One. One kill. Yeah, yeah. Well, no, not necessarily. There's other ones. That's the one I wrote down. That was my favorite. Actually, I wrote that one down. What, the sleeping bag kill? Yeah. But when did Jason never torture people? Because that's a torture, cooking someone in a sleeping bag. I know. 
I don't know. It, it's I, those were my favourite kids. Those kids in that sec in that little section at the beginning, they were better than the main ones. Yeah, it, I didn't mind the movie at all. I actually, I kind of enjoyed it. I, yeah. I it, it it was an interesting it was an interesting remake because <laughs> what I guess what I always think is that you got to bring something. I enjoyed the backstory to Freddy in the remake. I enjoyed yeah. some of the back. I enjoyed some of the backstory in Zombies Halloween. Yeah, I liked the newness they brought. Did I? Do I think that the whole kidnapping thing is smart? No, I thought that was you know, unnecessary. But I, I enjoyed. Um, uh, I enjoyed the. I, I just, I enjoyed it. I, I liked. Um, was it? Was it the uh, the uh, Asian guy that um, Chewy was his name? Yeah, right. but did didn't you get the feeling g- generic Asian guy takes drugs? He's well, going to die. We know he's going to die. Yeah, him and his him and his friend. All they did was smoke dope. I mean, absolutely, absolutely. It's very formulaic. It's really super predictable. You know what's going to happen. You know, Sam yeah. or Dean from Supernatural. I can never keep them straight. It, you know, you know they're going to live. You, you don't expect the sister. That's a pseudo kind of ooh big twist, but you know. It, it, it was just really, I, I, I didn't, I did not mind it at all. Right. I, I, I honestly didn't. And you're, you're gonna laugh at me when I tell you how I ranked it. I mean, you're just, you're gonna laugh. If you say what I think you're gonna say, you're dead to me. <laughs> you're gonna. Uh, it's not five stars. Don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> if we're having a re- repeat of Dracula 3D. <laughs> No, but it might have upped its rating by half a point if it had a praying mantis in it. <laughs> to be fair, I'd give it another half star if it had a praying mantis. In it. Right. I I enjoyed I enjoyed Derek Mears as Jason Voorhees. I thought he did. A, I I liked his physicality actually. Yes, it it was an interesting representation of Jason. This one was a absolutely no nonsense supernatural just killing machine. That was interesting. I really enjoyed. Is that. he supernatural? Well, that in this one, but you know what? Okay, before you give your ranking, let me just add this. I did mention Tucker and Dale earlier. Yes, yes. Right. What's the best kill in Tucker and Dale versus Evil? Oh, there's just so many of them. God, it's been so long since I've seen it. First that. one that springs to mind. And the first one is the Witchipper one. Exactly, right? For me, where the guy, he literally is running at him trying to, trying to kill one of them, and he slips and falls into the Witchipper. Yeah, brilliant. Yes. I, I love yeah. that gag as well. Brilliant, right? Yes. Yes. End yes. of this film. Jared Padalecki, is that how he pronounced his name? Padalecki? Yeah, it's something like that, yeah. His name's more interesting than his performance, so I thought he was bland. Right, him and Jason are fighting. In all fairness, in all fairness, he's, you know, you have a really super successful series like, like Supernatural. So whichever one he is, Sam or whatever, I can never keep him straight. I've never seen it, I don't know. Oh, it's a good show. It's actually really good. You should watch it. It's like 15 seasons. <laughs> then I'm not watching it. He, you're stuck like that. You're you're always playing that character, and okay. I think that's you know he's playing Sam or Dave in this movie, and that's just kind of how it is. And I I think he's got more depth as an actor than that, but not okay. not in this movie. But okay. yeah, well, so I I don't know him for anything else, so I don't know. But I didn't like him here. But anyway, him and Jason are fighting. They're in a barn of some sort, and there's there's a machine which I think is a wood chipper <laughs> or something like that. Something <laughs> like. There you are. You got Derek Mears, Jared Padalecki fighting. The wood chipper starts up. The head's yep. getting pushed for dangerously close to it. And what happens? Fuck all. <laughs> I know, 
right. they stab him with a, with a knife or a machete and then they walk off. You got a fucking wood chipper there. <laughs> I know. It's so bad. And that, that, that to me sums up this film. It's so waste opportunity. I like Marcus Nispel as a director. I think visually he's got a really good eye for setting up a scene. The shot where Jason's standing on the roof, the camera pans up and he stood on the roof of the house. I right, really like right. that. I thought that was a great shot. Right. There are bits like that and you think, yeah, but in between them, it's just so, he's trying to repeat the trick of Texas Chainsaw Massacre and it doesn't work. It's too dark. You cannot make out what's going on. Right, right. And that, that is a complaint. I actually had to, um, turn the brightness up on my, um, screen. I was yeah. watching on my iPad and I actually had to turn the brightness up because I couldn't see it all. <laughs> yeah. Even on, I mean, I've got this on Blu-ray and it's, yeah, you still can't see it. Yeah, 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 yeah. But God help you. I, I liked it. I, 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 okay. I, I liked it. Do you prefer this to the Elm Street remake? Um, I don't know. That's an interesting question. I yeah, I, I had that thought. I was watching. It, I thought I always preferred the Elm Street remake, and I was like, "Yeah, the Elm Street remake's better." Even though that's crap, it's got Jackie Earl Haley. I like Freddie as a character. But then I watched that not so long ago, and I thought that's quite boring, really. I, I think what really it, I, I may I may edge out the uh, Friday the Thirteenth. Oh, I may I may like what I'm trying to spit out, Mark. Come on, get the brain going. I, I think I like the Freddy remake better just because it fills in some backstory. I love that part about the backstory. I like, so yeah, where I like that bit. I like where they're chasing them and they chase them in and they burn. I, I really like that part. Just like I like, you know, I've got a lot of complaints about the zombie Halloween movie, but I enjoyed the backstory part. And they didn't really have that in this one, but for whatever reason, it just clicked with me. I just liked it. I'm going to say my opinion on the Elm Street remake has gone down over the years. Really? Yeah. My kind has gone up a bit. And my opinion on this one, like I say, it's gone up half a star. If you put both of these in front of this and Elm Street in front of me, I said, watch one right now, I would probably pick this one, mainly because even though it's crap, it's not boring. Yeah, I'd probably pick the Elm Street. Yeah, see, to me, the Elm Street one's boring, apart from that flashback bit, which I really like. So, okay, what was your ranking on this one? Um, Three out of five. Three. Okay, I thought you were going to go four, and then I'd have to turn Skype off and go and cry. No, 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 I'm not that foolish. Okay, three. Okay, I'll let you have that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Mainly because you haven't mentioned found footage once this fucking series, this show either. <laughs> I don't think I've seen a found footage. Oh, I have to rectify that. Whoa, show. news, news alert. Myron hasn't watched a found footage film. <laughs> no. Oh, we'll rectify that. Don't worry. We'll Fucking hell. Yeah, okay. yeah, I know. So that's a one and a half stupendous tits from me and three perfectly placed nipples for you. <laughs> oh. So that's the end of it, really. That's it is. All it leaves us to do is to rank our films, our Friday the 13th films. Oh, 12 of them. 12 of them. We're including Freddy vs. Jason as a, as a Friday film here. So, yep. okay. Are we going to go from best to worst or worst to best? Let's go best to worst. Best to worst. Okay, what is your favourite Friday the 13th film? The first one, Friday the 13th. Really? Okay, I went with the final chapter, part four. Okay. okay. For me, the de- the defining Jason film. Okay, all right. Okay, what's your number two? Uh, Part two. Really? Okay, mine yep. is part five. Oh boy, we're, we're way out of line. I love it. It's, apart from it not being Jason, it's Roy, the ambulance man. It's got everything a Friday the 13th film should have, and it's got the best pair of boobs in the series. 
the are ambulance. Are we going to wreck the boobs in the series as well? <laughs> I'd have to go back and rewatch, and I don't want to. I do. <laughs> okay. What's your third favorite? Part three. Part three. Oh, oh you, you, and me are, you and me are opposites. Okay. My third one is Friday the 13th, the original. Yeah, we are totally opposite. Yeah. yeah right. I do. I still love the original. All right. Here, here, here's where we go south. Okay. Number four. Go on then. The 2009. <laughs> yep. 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 Okay. My number four is Jason Lives, part six. Part six. Oh boy. Oh boy. There's nothing wrong. Entertaining as hell. No, 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 no. Uh, okay. my, my, my number five is actually Freddy versus Jason. My number five is actually Freddy versus Jason. Oh, nice. We agree once. <laughs> we, once. We, we've met around the halfway point. Now we're going to go the opposites. <laughs> right. Okay. Number six. Part five. Okay. I've gone Jason X. Uh, number seven is part four. Okay. I've gone number eight. Jason takes Manhattan. Okay. Um, number eight is t- Jason takes Manhattan. Okay, I've gone with part seven, The New Blood. Okay, number nine is Jason X. I've gone part three. And then number ten for me is part six. I've gone part two. Wow, you didn't like part two at all. No, I don't like it that much. I've I've actually, I've always preferred Friday the 13th part two to Halloween two, the the original Halloween two. And now I've rewatched them both recently. I've switched on them as well. I prefer Halloween two now. Uh, part 11 for, for number 11 for me is, uh, part 7. Okay, I've gone Jason Goes to Hell. <laughs> and number 12 is Jason Goes to Hell. I've gone the remake. You hated the remake. I hate the remake. You hated it. I do. Wow. Well, yeah, we couldn't be more different, really, apart from Freddy versus Jason. It's <laughs> the only one we've agreed on. Oh, boy. But such is the fun of these lists. That's right. That's right. Absolutely. Okay, so we can put Friday the 13th to bed now. We've done them. The two-year saga that is Friday the 13th. And I'm sure that the masses have been clamoring to know what we think of them. Yeah, I'm I'm sure, Chris. I I know they have. (laughs) I think (laughs) Boris was going to call a a Cobra meeting to discuss it. (laughs) Well, well, Chris has ranked uh, the final chapter as his favorite Friday the 13th. Yeah, that's my Boris impression there. Oh, God. Oh, boy. Oh, it's like Boris was in the room. Right. Okay. So that's done. What we got next? Oh, we got some feedback, haven't we? Yeah, we do. We do. We both got a bit of feedback to read. So you've got one and I've got one. So why don't you go first with yours? All right. All right. This is from Jim. Hello, chaps. Jim here. That's how I do it. It's from Jim. (laughs) It does help, doesn't it? You know, right? Delighted to have the pair of you back again. I've it's lovely to, to the... be here, Jim. I know. Thank you, Jim. I've been listening to the podcast since near the beginning, but haven't got around to sending feedback before. Well, it's never too late. Exactly. However, however, as you're discussing my favorite, uh, Masked Maniac, I always preferred him to Michael, despite John Carpenter making technically better films. Yeah, I'd agree with that. <laughs> Jim, Jim, it's okay. It's all right to be wrong. Um, I thought I would... As you know... That. <laughs> Buckle <laughs> down and said a few words. So the final films of the Friday the 13th part series. Friday the 13th part, or Friday the 13th series. It doesn't say part there. I, I know it doesn't. <laughs> I'm reading it as well. I can see it. <laughs> I can't. I can't. <laughs> uh, I'm afraid I will start on a bit of a negative note. I do not like Jason Goes to Hell. Well, 
Dude, who does? I, who does? <laughs> <laughs> Not us. Um, it just doesn't feel like part of the same series. I don't like the rewriting of the series lore at this point. Yes, I know. It's more than a little contradictory before this one. And the body hopping shenanigans seem like they belong in a different series. Whoops. Different series altogether. What are you doing? I have Chris. I am 53 years, 52 years old. My eyes are shit, so I have to copy it into... into like, All I can hear is some really quick thumping this end. What are you up to? Uh, that probably came out wrong. <laughs> you can at least turn the webcam off. <laughs> My eyes are so bad, I have to copy it into a word processor and blow up the font. So you heard me just trying to click on my so, trackpad to advance. So that thumping is you blowing up the font, is it? <laughs> I can't uh, win. I can't win. Oh, I, God. After all these years, Jim writes in for the first time, and <laughs> halfway through his letter, you have to do that. <laughs> I lost my place. Jason X. <laughs> oh, God. Jason X or Jason in space. If you, I'm sorry, Jim. If you prefer. I know it's silly and so self aware it hurts, but I really like it anyways. Well, it's okay. Yes, I, I it's, like. and fun. it's fun. Yep, yep. The kills are done well. The set pieces are nice and tense. Jason's cyborg look is really rather cool and menacing. Kane Hodder does the usual excellent job as our man in the mask and manages to project. He, he, he really does. Projected nearly as much anger and aggression as Ted White in Part Four. Yes, the hol- the hologram of Crystal Lake is a fun touch too. Yeah, yeah. On to the main event: Freddy versus Jason. The match of the century. Well, it, it is. It is. It was an enjoyable movie, as we learned. It, <laughs> it wasn't really, but that didn't stop it making more money than any previous films in either series. I did not know that. Yeah, did it? it was. Did it really? Yep. I think. Up in, I think up until then. Elm Street 4 was the most successful. Interesting. Thank um, you, Jim. I can't remember what Friday one was most successful. But. Like many fans, I've been waiting for this since the end of Jason Goes to Hell. Ken Kersinger is a competent Jason and perhaps lacking a little in personality. Yeah. I, I like the way Robert England played Freddy in this. Less of a comedian and a bit more authentically nasty and menacing. Yeah. And the ghost girl who turns up with the marks of Freddy's glove across her eyes in the very few occasions when the true horror of Freddy's old crimes is really brought to life. Mm-hmm. Usually yeah, it's, usually point. it's, yep, yep, usually it's just implied with skipping spectral bones. The films tend to shy away from what he used the gloves for when, when alive. And, and that's very true. Mm-hmm. I, I think through the whole Nightmare series, we have forgotten that it's all based on a child killer. Well, yeah. And, and from a technical point, when they got more money to do more special effects, they didn't use the gloves so much for the killing purposes after part three. Correct. He, re- he rarely kills with the glove. Yes, that is correct. It's mm. more, it becomes almost more body horror kind of thing. Yeah. Apart from that, no idea what the Jason Muse tribute act is. I mean, if you wanted that character, why not use Jason Muse? Yeah, they, they did make a joke about that in the um, Never Sleep Again documentary. Oh, did they really? Yeah, they sit Jason Muse down and he starts talking about the film and then he turns around and says, actually, I wasn't in this film. It was a guy <laughs> who looked like me and he walks off. <laughs> Oh, gosh. 
the whole piece with the caterpillar was just cartoonish, and you pointed that out. Yeah, yeah. It, it pushed the mood of the film in the wrong direction for me, which could have got really quite dark. What with the teenagers in Springwood Hospital, all the coma, and the adults not denying that was going on, but actively covering it up. Mm-hmm. And and uh, you know, and I that was uh, that was an interesting part I didn't even mention, but yeah, I agree. I agree, Jim. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, I enjoyed the big set piece fights. I would have liked to see a bit more of those included, as they were really the point of the exercises. I particularly liked the idea of Freddie using Jace's fears against him. On the whole, this was an enjoyable romp with some memorable visuals. You know what, Jim? I, I agree with you. Well, I've wrapped... I say we didn't actually mention the fight at the end of Freddy vs. Jason. It is quite brutal. Uh, no, we didn't. And it's... Um, and I think he's right. It, it is kind of the point of the exercise. And Yeah. You know, maybe I, yeah, I, think, I think they did well with it. And maybe that's a commentary on the whole thing that we didn't even talk about that. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, interesting. Okay, anyways, let me finish this, and i got a question for you. I particularly like the idea of Freddy using Jason Spear against him. On the whole, though, this was an enjoyable romp with some, more of it, with some memorable visuals. Well, I've rambled long enough. Thanks for hearing. Your takes on the films. I can't wait to find out what you are tackling next. All the best. Jim, he is at Chili Blade on Twitter. Brilliant. Thanks, Jim. Thank you, Jim. So, here's an interesting comment or point. What yeah. should you like better? As a series, Freddy or Jason? Ah, yeah. See, for me, if you look at the series as a whole, Jason is the more consistent. Yes. I think from the best to the worst, it's not so much of a deep dive as it is in the Freddy films. But for me, the first three Elm Street films are pretty much better than anything in the Friday the 13th series. Yeah, you know what? I agree. I agree. And I still, to this day, it's almost like... That Freddy will get a lifetime pass for me because of that scene. It was Freddy. It's number two or number three. The the the, the BDSM scene. Uh, the two part two. I I can't. It's the high school kids at some weird, ridiculous bar. The teacher brings it back to school and makes him run laps, and then he's got this weird. <laughs> yeah, I love Elm Street too. It's it's the best one of the series. It, it is. Oh, it's the most but, horrifying. It's the most evil one. To me, none of the Friday the 13th films are five-star films. Yeah, yeah. I don't think I'd give any of them five stars, whereas I, there's a couple of the Elm Streets that I would. But over the cross course of 12 films, the Jason films, with the exception of the remake, all sort of vary between the two and four star mark. Yes, yes. Do you know what I mean? The, yeah, I, I know exactly what you mean. It, and I like the fact that at some point, the Friday the 13th tried to take itself too seriously. Freddy never... Never no. take them seriously, except for the first one. Never. Except for the first one, yeah. Never. Okay. Interesting. Well, yeah. I've got a, I've got a bit of feedback. All right. It's from our friend Blue. Hi, Blue. Hi, Blue. This was sent to me about two years ago, <laughs> <laughs> and I've kept it so I could read it out. I knew I'd get there one day. So, keep the faith. Keep the faith. Keep the faith. Here we go. Hi, guys. Blue here from the Naughty Step. Yes, I'm still here and loving every second with some feedback for the fr- next Friday the 13th episode. Could somebody get her a piece of cake or a bowl of soup? It's been two years she's been stuck there. <laughs> yes. So, Jason goes to hell. You would think that by now the authorities would have flattened Cramp Crystal Lake to the ground and drained the sodding lake after all the folks that have died there. But no, let's keep stringing Jason along with the temptation of stabbing a bare-breasted girl with his machete. I'm talking yes. about his knife now, not his doodah. I don't think he's got a doodah anymore. Although maybe if he did stab a bare-breasted girl with his doodah, he might chill out a bit. Anyway, on with the film. 
I love the trap that was set for Jason and the ensuing explosion that blew the bugger to bits. It gave me high hopes of seeing his soul transfer to hell and fight all manner of demons and pinhead type thingies, yes, to get back to his beloved watery home. But no, Blue was left disappointed once again. We had supernatural possession shenanigans, a prophecy with a magical sword, and what looked like a scene from Alien when a weird slimy baby Jason emerged from some bloke's neck and shot up a woman's lady parts. Ooh, shooting up a woman's lady parts. Only to be born full-size seconds later. I bet her lady bits will never be the same again. No. And when when Jason does get to go to hell at the end, he was taken there by giant Muppet jazz hands. Well, if I'm going to go to hell, that's how I want to go. But what's this? Freddy's hand. Oh, excitement. And if, if a huge battle between the two is just too much for me, I simply cannot wait for that movie to be made. Well, I've, got, I've got some news for you there, Blue. I found the majority of this film boring, but with some good but fleeting bits, like the girl having premarital sex getting skewered. That is the best scene in the film, in more ways than one. And then being split almost in half, which raised my grades for this film to three shit magical swords out of five. Three? Okay. So, on to Freddy versus Jason. Well, actually, we don't, because the scriptwriters have forgotten all about that and gone straight to writing another bloody Jason film. Now I have to question how in the name of Jason's wet willy... I don't know if he's, if he's got a wet willy, because he looks quite dry. How in the name of Jason's wet willy did they get his body when he's in hell? What the fuck, guys? This is already bloody bollocks. It's taken you to Jason X to realise that this is all bollocks. <laughs> OK, I'm beginning to notice as things aren't really set with any sort of reality or timeline or any of that bollocks. So I'm going into this film with no backstory other than Jason is a raving lunatic. I love sci-fi films, so it's going to be right up my alley. I love the blonde girl getting frozen and then her head made into a raspberry slushy. I thought, fuck yes, finally a Jason film that I'm going to love. But what a pile of crap it turned out to be. Oh, dear. Not even the S&M looking sex robot. I so wanted the guy to move her decapitated head down to his groin and out of camera shot and start to grin at the end of the film. That's a film that's in your head, Blue. That's They're not going to make that. <laughs> well, did the... well, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Hold on. Isn't the opening scene in, what's that movie? High Tension? High Tension, yes, yes. Yep, yep, yep. There and you go. Uh, isn't there one called, like, Flesh for Frankenstein that's similar? Uh, I have Flesh for Frankenstein on DVD. I haven't watched it for a while. I shall have to revisit if that's in it. Just for research purposes, <laughs> of course. <laughs> Only research purposes. <laughs> <laughs> that's my excuse, and I'm sticking to it. Nor did the girls with bouncing boobies in sleeping bags being walloped against the tree do much for me to like this film. And they made Jason into a frigging Cyberman. I hated this film. No, I really hated it. And it gets one robot nipple dropped on the floor out of five. One for Jason X. Deary me. I don't think we rate it much higher, Chris. Um, I've got our scores. I've got our scores. <laughs> Finally, we get the much anticipated fight between two of the heavyweight maniacs in Freddy vs. Jason. Well, we don't need to see any of the Nightmare on Elm Street films as all the best bits are used in this. We also see that Camp Crystal Lake still has no bra shop and that these kids still haven't learned that premarital sex only gets you killed. I love the death scene on and in the bed. Oh, yeah. I love the death scene on and in the bed. Jason can add chiropractor to his CV. Yes. In fact, I loved every kill because the overacting really pissed me off and left me rooting for the bad guys. That is what we said. The fights between Freddy and Jason were pretty good. I like watching Freddy getting torn apart, to be honest, but they did really need to have his decapitated... Sorry. But did they really need to have his decapitated head wink at me at the end? It just made me say, oh, please, no more. It was okay, and I give it two and a half super fast fight scenes out of five. Well, that's it from me, guys. I've rambled on long enough. Take care, and I'll see you both on the naughty steps soon, like you two ever behave. Best wishes, Blue. As if we do behave, we just behave badly. 
Y- yes, we do. So Blue wasn't a fan of Jason X and not too keen on Freddy vs. Jason. Um, I think we both liked Freddy vs. Jason way more than, than Blue did. Yes, yes. But I, I, Jason X is okay for a bit of fun. Yeah, it's alright. It's alright. But you know what? I can't, or I can't argue with anything neither Jim nor Blue has said. It, it's all, it's all there. Yeah, yeah. I think Jim's pretty much on the same wavelength as us. <laughs> yep, yep, yep. Excellent. Well, that's put that little uh, chapter to bed. Won't be doing them anymore for a while, unless they make another one. Oh God, please, just no, no, no. Well, I, I'm all for I'm all for a new Jason film, but it's got to be good. It's like with the Freddy, it's got to be good. It's got to be a good script. It's got to be made by people who want to make it. Yeah. But um, until uh, Sean Cunningham and Victor Miller sort their differences out in the courtroom, we won't be getting one. That's correct. And do we have a new Halloween flick coming out this year, Chris? We do. Oh, okay. And I, I, I'm betting you're really excited about that. <sighs> I want to be. I really want to be. I'm trying. Yeah. I'd be more excited if they just said, in October there's going to be a new Halloween film coming out, and that was it. A couple of weeks before release you get a trailer, and that's it. But yeah. every day you're getting a picture of somebody stood in the street with a Michael Myers mask going, exclusive new pictures from the Halloween set. I was like, I'll give it a rest, will you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We know it's coming. We know what Michael Myers looks like. We know Jamie Lee Curtis is in it. Just keep quiet until you've got something you can actually show us. Yep, yep. And I still haven't even talked about my feelings of the Halloween one. No, we will get there later in the year. Okay, all right. We will do that. We'll we'll, we'll do a little show or something when uh, the new one comes out. All right, fair enough, fair enough, fair enough. Fair enough. Okay, I think it's about time we start wrapping it up. Should we do some shout-outs? Let's do some shout-outs. As we've been away for a while, it's uh, nice to uh, make contact with people again. So I'm going to give a big shout-out and a big hello to our brother from another mother, Mr. Gore Blimey. Hi, Gore. It's been a while. It's been a while, and uh, I'm sure we will be hearing his voice once again very soon, as long as he can be asked to put a podcast out. Yes. You know what? Maybe, Maybe this year we should set one goal, Chris. Maybe we should... In addition to doing another show, which appears at some point to be a big goal, uh, maybe we should have another guest appearance of Gore Blimey for a show. I think that's a good idea. I think we just have to find the right film for him to talk about. I know. I know. <laughs> yeah. Well, 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 let me think on that. We'll, we'll give it a thought. We'll give it a thought. We'll give it some thought. I want to give a shout out to a new podcast I found. Do you, do you know who Scott Weinberg is? Yes. Is yes. That? I follow Scott on Twitter. Yes. Okay. So he's got a he's got a new podcast. Not new, but he's got one that he does, and it is called Science versus Fiction. And it is hang on a second, I gotta get this right. Because my record will remain intact. Hang on, hang on. Let's see, I gotta get uh IMDB, Chris, IMDB, because I do not want to disappoint you. And I get almost <laughs> I almost Why are you starting now? <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Here it is. Um, so Scott Weinberg does the science versus fiction, and he does it with um, a guy by the name of Stephen D. Gennaro. It, Stephen's got uh, astrophysics PhD. He's a smart guy. So they do kind of a a they analyze different movies from a science versus a fiction point of view. Like for example, they did. Um, oh, I gotta get to the episodes. Hang on a second here. See y'all episodes. 
like they did uh, Outbreak versus Contagion, where Stephen's brother, Vince, who's a doctor, who actually studies infectious disease, uh, was a guest. They did Jason X versus Leprechaun 4, which is awesome. Okay, yeah. They did comparison of Interstellar versus Ad Astra. And so really what they focus on is, is the movie good? Is it enjoyable? And how's the science? You know, they did Venom versus Upgrade, Event Horizon versus Sunshine. So it's super enjoyable. They're really, they're totally funny. They're great. But where I recognize Steven DeGenero from is a found footage movie. He actually directed, and I believe Scott helped produce or was one of the producers of a found footage movie called Found Footage 3D. Uh, yeah, I, I haven't seen it. I know of it. Yeah, it's a found footage of people making a found footage movie. <laughs> it's actually really smart. It's really well done. It's really good. I think I've talked about it before, but I could be wrong. But it, it's, it, I think you might like it. But anyway, okay. so my shout out to Scott and so you guys. I love your new podcast. It, it's it's not new, but I found it's new to me. It's real good. It's very very enjoyable. The episodes aren't long, so Chris, actually, I I think you might dig it. I might give that a try. Yeah, that sounds pretty good. Yep, yep, yep. Yeah, I've heard I've heard a few of Scott on a few different podcasts over the years. So uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I always like what he has to say. I was his, uh he he's never um, dickish about stuff. He always gives good insight, and he's never mean about anything. He's just he's. You know, I enjoy it. It's good. Okay. Uh, from one uh, expert to another, I'm going to give a big shout out to my buddy Duncan from the podcast Under the Stairs. Oh, Duncan. Yeah, they're always good over there. Oh, I love that show. I mean, I put together this piece of trash every couple of weeks that we do. And, yeah. <laughs> you know, I know how long it takes me to do that. And the fact that he puts out about six shows a week to the quality that he does. I, I don't know. know he, I don't know how he does it. And he holds down a job and he's got a family. But, um, yeah. I was uh, lucky enough to appear on them last year when they did their uh, tea putts. Uh, you did you summer did. shows for the nineties yep. films and uh, yep. yeah, absolutely. So big shout out to Dunk. I know he's always been a supporter of us as well, which is really nice to hear. You know what's really nice is that you know a lot of the, the podcasting folks uh, like Court um, from yes, uh, you know the Cinema Psyops podcast. I mean, you know he's always been really supportive, and Ricky from his multitude of podcasts always <laughs> supported. Yeah, and, hi guys. And, you know, Duncan and Bass, they've always been. It's just, it's its really nice. Cause it's, it's great. I love the podcasting community. There's so many yeah. great people on there. It really, it really is. It really is good. That's why I'm going to stick my tongue down their trousers right now. I'm just saying a big hello to everybody. <laughs> you need a moment or are you okay? <laughs> no, I'm all right. I've, no, I've, you've done enough thumping for both of us, I think. I'm going to say a big hello to Amanda Reyes who's been uh, doing lots of good work recently. I know. Hello, Amanda. Hi, Amanda. And Dan as well over at the Made for TV Mayhem podcast. I was watching... God, what was I watching? I think I was watching They Call Him Jason or something like that. Oh, the the documentary? Yeah. I think she she was on there. I'm just sitting there. I'm, you know, not paying half-ass attention to it. Like, you know, I should have been. And like, oh, hi, Amanda. (laughs) Didn't even know she did that. But yeah. Yeah, she's always very super insightful on, on loads of stuff. Absolutely. Her and Danny, I love their shows. She did a commentary for um, the Arrow release of uh, Last House on the Left. So uh, if you have that release, I suggest you listen to it because it's really quite good. I, I do not I do not have that release. But, you know. I think it was in the US as well, that one. Was it? I, okay, cool. Yeah, it's a nice special edition they put out. Yeah, really good one. Cool, cool, cool. So yeah, hi Amanda. And I'd also like 
to say hi to Jim Moon from Hypnagoria. Oh, Jim, he's always great. He's yeah. been putting out some really good shows recently. So, uh, wow. yeah, get on over to him. He's just done a Stuart Gordon show. Cause, yeah, I forgot to mention we lost Stuart Gordon in the past few weeks. Yes, of, yes. Of Reanimator fame. So, uh, yep. we did, we did. That was a big loss. So, yeah, Jim's put out uh, a couple of shows to do with that, which has been really good. And we've also lost along the way the Strange and Deadly show. Yes. And Lost yeah. in the Omniverse. Tom and Chris obviously packed up their microphones, which is very, very sad. Maybe one day they'll pick them up again. Yep, yep. Now, is Tom still doing the the uh, Twilight Zone? I believe so. Okay, okay. Yeah. I believe so. I may be wrong, but I believe so. But, um, yeah, I think he's still floating out and around there somewhere. Chris has obviously hit hard times due to the coronavirus and things. Yeah, our thoughts are with you, Chris, man. We hope you're listening out there and uh, hope you're doing well. Yep. And I know yep, things absolutely. have been shit for you, but um, yep. you get through it, brother. Absolutely. 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 And, uh, yeah, there you go. Just a few hellos to people out there. If any, If I've missed you, we might get you next time. Yep. And please don't be offended. Please don't be offended because I'm doing this on the fly and I don't make notes, so... <laughs> My right. brain just moves, my brain just moves on to the next thing before I finish the last thing. And I'm I'm a I'm a definitely a shiny object person. So oh look shiny object. Yeah exactly. So. <laughs> yeah. So uh, <laughs> right yeah. So talking of next time, what are we doing? I think I think Chris has bent my arm enough to do the Firefly trilogy. We are we we did your um, paranormal activities many many moons ago. Yes yes. So that means I, I've got I've got to rewatch. I have to sit the... through that shit. So. <laughs> I kind of rewatched House of a Thousand Corpses. Aye. The Devil's Rejects, which is actually a very good movie. And then I got to sit through. Um, Don't give away your thoughts. The other one, I can't remember. <laughs> from Hell. From Hell. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna do Rob Zombie's Fly Firefly 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 trilogy. <laughs> right, and then then maybe we'll talk about my favorite Rob Zombie movie, The Lord of Salem. Oh, did I say that out loud? Oh well, we know where that's going. Yeah, we're going to delve off into a bit of Rob Zombie talk as well. Yeah, yeah. Because obviously I'm the fanboy, and it's about time we did something I liked. So <laughs> yes, that's, yes. That's what we're gonna... Chris did endure paranormal ones. Yeah, yeah. I did. Yep. Uh, yep. We've spoken about Rob Zombie's Halloween before when we did our Halloween shows. So um, we did, we did, we did. So, uh, but yeah, we're going to do a, a general Rob Zombie talk, but focusing on the Firefly trilogy. So. With that in mind, I'm going to say if you want to contact us or send us any abuse or letters, comments, questions or anything, you can do so via email at ancientslumberpodcast at gmail.com. You can get hold of us on Twitter at ancient underscore slumber. Download the podcast from uh, Apple, iTunes, whatever it's bloody called now, and Stitcher. Um, if you do, leave us a review, please. That would be really nice because I had to change all the settings. and I lost all my previous reviews because I had to redo it all again. So... Yeah, give us a nice five-star review and get people listening because in these hard times, if we can just talk for an hour or so and make you laugh, I think it's all worth the while. Yep, me too, for sure. All we're doing this for. We're not going to ask you for money and we're not going to ask you for Patreon things because I couldn't charge people for this nonsense. <laughs> we couldn't. I could barely give it away, to be honest. <laughs> let let yeah, alone so charge I, you for it. I've, I've tried to pay people to listen. <laughs> <laughs> But no, we're just trying to have a laugh and talk about films and get discussions going. And that's what we like doing. And that's why we're here. So if we can do that, all the better. So until next time, let's say goodbye. Bye. Bye. You got perfect nipple placement, baby. Oh.